catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. up everybody happy friday happy eagles friday rob ellis tone to shields hanging out with you tone what's up my brother how we doing oh man i'm i'm doing great it's friday first and foremost uh couldn't couldn't have hoped for a better friday man uh it's sunny down here in texas i can't wait to see some cowboys fans cowboys fans cry this weekend it's going to be amazing but i'm feeling great man uh the eagles got another chance to get back at it you got another chance to get back on the horse so um, the season is not lost, Eagles fans. So whoever tells you it is, don't believe them. You know, you got a lot of people out here jumping out the window saying uh, the Eagles are pretenders and um, Jalen Hurts should be benched and all these random things. And my, and my mindset is, wow, that's all it takes? It one takes loss. one loss that's for it. people to jump out the window on Jalen Hurts? Man, I, 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 I hate being this guy, man, but... Jalen Hurts, man, he gets treated a lot differently than a lot of these other quarterbacks, man. I don't get it, Rob. I don't get it. I, you know, it's funny, man. It's um, it's coming from all angles, right? It mm-hmm. really is. First of all, what's up, everybody? Appreciate you. What's up, Tyler? What's up, Christy? Good to hear from you. Godfrey, what's up, Chuck? What's up, Jim G? Uh, what's up, Dynasty? What's up, everybody? Hope, you, hope you're doing great, Chuck. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Tone, in that um, – you know, before last week's game, he was still number one in the MVP discussion for a reason. And what we've gotten now, and, and it really was sort of kickstarted by David Carr, right? So then it was David Carr, then Nick Bosa yesterday. What did Nick Bosa say? Nick Bosa, uh, Nick Bosa essentially said, you know, 
um, you know, we knew coming in that he keeps his eye on the blitz, his eyes on the blitz. In other words, he's not looking downfield to see who's open if there's any kind of pressure on him. And then uh, we've had Greg Cosell, who I know has been uh, on the channel as well, um, who's who's also, you know, gone down the same same path where uh, he's basically saying, you know, for all the people who are complaining about the way that the plays are, are designed and dialed up, uh, it's not necessarily that. It, it's certainly more of an issue of, you know, the plays being there and him not making those plays. And he said that on, uh, on the NFL Wire with Doug Farrer. So, I mean, look, it, it's, it's coming from all angles. It's coming from, you know, it's pundits, talking heads, if you will. And it's also coming from guys who we played against. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's getting – getting it from, from all angles. It, it feels to me like tone that Jalen hurt. This is just my guess, knowing the way this guy operates and the way he feeds off of this stuff. Um, what's up. M Ray it's Jim G and Bobby, Bobby Murphy. Uh, he will come out and go off on Sunday night. That's my impression. My, my issue is in, I'm not worried about Jalen hurts and I'm not worried about the offense. I watched what Seattle did to Dallas last Thursday. Not worried about that. I'm worried about them getting enough scoring. I mean, en enough defense. That's what I'm worried about, the defense. But you're right. Uh, it has seemed to, to, to rain down for some reason on Jalen Hurts, you know, whatever the motives are. Uh, but I, I think it's pretty damning, though, Tone. Like, it's one thing for David Carr to spout off. You know, it's another thing for, for Greg Cosell to give his analysis. But when Bosa says that, that one cuts a little bit deeper to a, to a player when it, from when it comes from a fellow player. I don't uh, – that here's the thing, right? You know, Nick Bosa, you know, he's going to – I expect Nick Bosa to say what he's going to say, right? He's a player. They beat us. You know, I can't I can't take nothing away from him. But it's hard for me to ignore a quarterback who uh, – what was the stat? 24-2 and two or 24-3 and three in his last 27 games or something like that? I can't remember the exact stat, but last time I checked, Jalen Hurts wins a lot more than he loses. Yep. And – you know, this is this is kind of what happens when, you know, people already have an opinion about you, and because you're winning, because you're successful, they can't. You know, they have they have to bite their tongue. They have to. But the moment you have the slightest slip, the moment you have the slightest moment of weakness, they jump out the window and start yep. crucifying you and start and start uh, breaking down your game as if um as if you've fallen off this proverbial cliff. And let's be honest, right? You and I talked about this yesterday. Jalen Hurts missed a lot of missed a lot of throws. Yeah, on he did not uh, have a, he didn't have his best Sunday. game. He didn't, he didn't have, have his best game. Yeah. He didn't have his best game, right? But it seems like when Jalen Hurts doesn't have that quintessential perfect game, people can't wait to dive on him and suplex him and you know give him the people's elbow. They 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 can't help but to just lay him down on the mat and just make and just pin him in submission. Like it's it, it's such a weird state we're in in the sports industry and i'm having a hard time not feeling like some of it is personal i'm having a hard time not feeling like people have motives and look i understand you know when you push the eagle button in, in, in national media you know we we jump you know you know we, we come out the woodworks I, I i get it right P people want to get their numbers but it's just so fascinating to me how a guy like jalen hurts who is a player's player, a guy who works hard, worked hard to get where he got. Um, 
helped lead his team to a Super Bowl appearance, uh, a second rounder, a guy who was doubted, a guy who, who a, a guy who won in spite of, and a guy who took over a four eleven and one Philadelphia Eagles team, got him to the playoffs. They lost in the first round, but still got him there. Showed you what the floor could be. Then get you to a Super Bowl the following year, and I uh, was an MVP candidate, MVP runner up, and uh, came within three points of winning the Super Bowl. He still lost the game, but damn, he was right there on the doorstep. And then he follows up with a 10-2 and two record after the Super Bowl loss. And now we're saying he can't do this, he can't do that. And again, did he miss throws in that in that 49ers game? Absolutely. But now we're saying he can't read defenses. He can't, he can't, he, he can't see the field. Like we're, we're saying all these things about a man who responded to a Super Bowl loss by being 10 and 2 with his Yikes. team. Who Carried this team when they were down 10 points against the Buffalo Bills in the fourth quarter for an overtime win. Who mm-hmm. led this team back from being down 10 at halftime to the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. A quarterback who beat the Dallas Cowboys in Philadelphia 28-23. Who played an efficient and effective game. Who, in my opinion, outplayed that, uh, outplayed um, Dak Prescott. People want to talk about the yards Dak put up, but he lost the game. Last time I checked, Jalen Hurston turned the ball over. He w- he completed over 70% of his passes. Uh, I think he put up three touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. So my thing is, what are we talking about? What's our what, what's the angle? What's why, why? Why? What are people trying to gain? All here? right. So I'll, I'll give you my my um, I'll give you my opinion on, on what I think some of it is. I, I can't speak to everybody's motives. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know. I don't know who's looking at this purely through a football prism or, or something else, but, but here, here's what I would tell you. I think some of it for some of the kind of purest types. Now, now you're right. Let me just backtrack for a minute. He absolutely, I don't think he, I've, I've said, told you all week, he didn't play well against the 49ers. Okay. Let me be right. really super clear about that. I Went back and watched it. He didn't play well. It I agree with you unequivocally. I want to make sure I'm clear about that too. I want to make sure I'm clear about that as yeah. well. He did not play well in that yeah. game. Like, there's no debate. He's got to play. He, let me put it this way. He's got to play better against the Cowboys or they won't win. There's no plain and simple. Okay. But what I think a lot of this comes down to for like the, the, the football heads, so to speak, is they want it done a certain way. Like we always talk about, people will point out passing touchdowns all the time for Hurts. Not how many touchdowns he has on the season, how many times he's gotten in the end zone versus how he's done it. And I think we've gotten into this thing now where it's got to be done a certain way. He's got to be back back there, you know, and everything's got to be thrown, you know, whatever. And, and it can't have, there can't be any mistakes. It's got to be like aesthetically pleasing to people. And that's just not his game. He's a guy who figures out a way to get it done. And it doesn't matter if it's, it's his arms or if it's legs, or if it's ugly, or if it's a bad first half, he's going to respond in the second half. And I don't think people people fully appreciate that aspect of him, of what he does. It's just, it's not always the prettiest thing in the world. I think that's a little bit of it. Um, I think Bosa saying that's what we expected, and I hope the Cowboys use that blueprint. Like, screw you, dude. I mean, what did you do? Lane Johnson owned Lane Johnson sat on his ass. Yeah, Lane Johnson. He didn't get up. So, the, so, so the two he, times Lane Johnson's faced you, he's owned you, dude. He took you to school, okay? And Lane Johnson's been hurt in both of those contests and still owned you. But nonetheless, I think there are things that he can get better at, but it's curious to me the way people jump on him, the way they maybe don't jump on some other people. Now, I'm not saying, like, Josh Allen takes his fair share of heat, no doubt. There are other guys who do too. But 
it feels like there's less uh, leeway when it comes to Jalen, and you can read into that a lot of different ways, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like um, it's like Jalen Hurts. It, it's it's so funny, right? They have almost nothing on him, right? He's a he's a clean cut dude. Yep. Um, family guy, you know. Um, lays low, conducts himself professionally in his press conferences. Um, you never catch him in the public eye, you know, showing his ass. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh. he, uh, he 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 doesn't give you any clickbait or or any or anything to seek uh, anything to sink your teeth into as a media pundit. He doesn't he doesn't make a spectacle of himself. He makes everything about the team. And and when things go wrong, you know he wears it on his sleeve. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's like they have almost there's no holes in the armor. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to plant explosive at the castle. They're 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 trying so hard to just find these leaks and these cracks. And at this point, now they're building their own. Now they're spreading hearsay and conjecturing. You know, again, he did not play well in that game. But last time I checked, every quarterback is entitled to their rough outing. <laughs> like last time I checked, last time I checked, I mean, they're ten and two. Yeah. On the season, last time I checked, I mean, through this six game gauntlet, they're so far three and one. I mean, did we expect them to win all six of these, all six of the games in, in, in this 16 game stretch? I, I sure did it. So I'm trying to understand. I, I'm, I'm trying to understand how all it takes is one rough game for a guy to just receive the level of vitriol that he has. And look, you know, Greg Cosell, he's covered this game for a long time, right? And um, I have a lot of respect for his pedigree and the things um, he's done um, for the NFL and the NFL as an analyst, uh, as a film guy, so on and so forth. Um, so, again, whatever he saw uh, on the film, I'm pretty sure you and I saw as well. He missed a lot of throws. Yep. Flat out. He missed a lot of throws. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But we don't talk about we don't talk enough about the throws he does make. Right. Like, for example, in that Bills game, I bet any amount of money if. Joe Burrow makes that throw to Olamide Zacchaeus. If Dak Prescott made that throw to Olamide Zacchaeus, um, if Mahomes made that throw, if um, Herbert made that throw, oh my God! Like this is why you pay this guy the big bucks. This is this is why he is who he is. You see, when Jalen Hurts actually makes the plays with his arm, they just say, "Uh, you know, okay, all right, what else?" But those guys make those make make those plays. See, that's why he's a he's yeah. a franchise quarterback. Yeah. You see, they, like th- this is why I, I get so frustrated with you know with the culture of sports talk because as much as we want to be objective and as much as we want to call it how we see it, we can't help but to make things personal, or we can't help. Uh, a lot of people can't help but to make themselves a part of the story. Mm-hmm. You're here. To, you're here to cover the game. You're here to cover the player. You're not playing anymore, Derek Carr, okay, or or, or David Carr, whatever whatever his name is. I mean, la- last time I checked, some would debate if Derek's still playing, but yes, you're right, right David. Right. Yeah. La- la- last time I checked, David, your career was a nothing burger. Yeah. I mean, you made a lot of money. I'm always about the money, man. Make your coin, brother. You got a job on television. Hey, more power to you. But last time I checked, what have you accomplished in your career? What have you done that qualifies you to speak the way you speak about a quarterback who's been to a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. a guy who's been an MVP candidate, a guy who wins significantly 
more than he loses. What have you done to even measure up to Jalen Hurts' short four-year career, three years as a starter? What have you done in your entire, however, God knows how long career, what have you done in that amount of time to amount to what Jalen Hurts has done in this amount of time? Watch your mouth, son. Watch your mouth. Yeah, I, I think, you know what, and I don't mean necessarily some of the specifics with film and all that, but I think, you know, I think the the – Hear me out when I say this. I think the Eagles fans are a little bit to blame for this in this sense. No, you know, I, I think you're right as well. I think you're right. I, I never yeah, like even when the team was 10 and one going into that San Francisco game, and, and you know, Tone, we we you know, we see a lot of this kind of stuff. It was like, yeah, they're 10 and one, but and there was a lot of like buts, and there was a lot of wanting it to be aesthetically perfect. And it's just not going to work that way in the NFL. It's, it, it isn't going to work that way no matter who you play, but it's especially not going to work that way when you're playing really challenging teams. Let's not lose sight of the fact that they play Dallas, Kansas City, um, you know, Buffalo, and San Fran. I don't think I'm missing anybody, am I, thus far? That's who they're played so far. And they're going to get Dallas again and then Seattle at Seattle. Like, this is a, a critically hard stretch that they're in right now. And – not only is the entire team not going to look perfect at all times, the quarterback's not, the defense isn't, you know, everybody's going to have their moments. And, and, and you know what, think about this. While we, we are both in agreement that Jalen didn't play last, play well last week. I mean, with the exception of, of maybe AJ Brown and Devonte Smith, I mean, who did play a great all around game, you know, defense, nobody, they were terrible. In fact, there wasn't a running game, and some of that's on the offensive line for not blocking it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and it's just it was across the board where and they didn't coach it up well, they didn't play it well. So when yes, I get it. In an NFL team, the, the, the engine's driven by the by the QB, no doubt. Nobody denies that. But I do that's think cool. some of the tone is we we are hypercritical of the team mm-hmm. and of the quarterback. And some of that is is the nature of the beast as a fan. I get it, but I think we are we wear a little bit of that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think you said anything wrong. Um, my only retort to it is, you know how when you have um, that family member or that friend, and uh, you know they go out, they go out to the world, and someone, someone's. Uh, let's say you have a nickname for them, a nickname right. that only, only the close, only the guys call them. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. And then uh, someone else, a, a new guy, comes in. And tries to call him that nickname, and we're like, whoa, 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 my man, my man, my man, my man, my man. Yep. You, you, you can't talk about him the way we talk about him. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can't call him what we call him. We don't know you. Yeah. You're not from this house. You're not from this block. You get yep. what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, we, you know, he's our own. He, yeah. Jalen Hurts belongs to the city of Philadelphia. So we're going to be hypercritical. That's that's the nature of the beast when you play in Philadelphia. We love you. And sometimes we can't stand you, but we love you anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think not, it's, it's, it's like any, it's like any kind of family or friend situation. Like if if I if I'm gonna talk about the guy who I've been best friends with since third grade, or I'm gonna be critical of something, I, I have much more right than the guy who's known him for five minutes. Exactly. Like, nah, dude. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I don't want to hear it from you. It, it, you know, same thing with with family. I could say something that you can't say, and you better know that where that line is drawn. And yeah, and I think that what happens is when you start to hear it like this, the way it's kind of gone the last couple mm-hmm. of days, then as an Eagles fan, you get your back up 
and you get you get pissed off about it. And it's kind of like, okay, dude, I get it. Nobody's denying they didn't play well against San Francisco. But like now it's starting to pile on. I'm telling you, but he's the kind of guy who, while he'll never admit this publicly, Tone, he knows what's going on. And of course he does. He will come out, and I think the Cowboys will pay for a lot of the stuff that's going on that's happened this week. I really oh, yeah, believe man. That. It's Cowboys week, baby. It's yeah, Cowboys let, week. Let, this, this, this is what it's about. Let, let me hit you with that while we're at it. Because I, I, I talked about this a lot this morning. Um, it doesn't feel as much like a Cowboy week to me, and I understand why. I think I, I don't know that we're over the Niner loss. But didn't we say that about the last Cowboys game, though? We said it didn't necessarily feel like a Cowboys week. Yes, we said that before. I don't know, man. I, you might be right. I, I don't know. But I think – I'm telling you, I think there has been a – like a scar effect from this Niners game where normally even a, even a bad loss by Friday, man, you flushed it. And the crazy thing is it's the Cowboys and on top of it, major – playoff implications on the mm-hmm. line. I, I'll go as far as to say, I think it's Sirianni's biggest regular season game as a head coach. Mm. Yeah. Biggest or maybe most significant. Yeah. Most significant in this sense. Like if you lose this game, it could set you. I don't think you're, you're done by any stretch in terms of getting the one seat, but I think it's going to hurt you because here's what, I, here's my sense. You're still okay with the Cowboys because um, you've split with them and you would have the less conference loss thing. If you went out. Mm-hmm. But the Niners really have won, in my opinion, test the rest of the way, and it's the Ravens. And I think they're better than the Ravens, and the game's in San Francisco. I don't know that the Niners lose again. So if you finish with the same record as the Niners, they have you with the head-to-head, mm-hmm. and they're going to get the one seed. Yeah. So a lot can um, happen between now and, and the end of this game. But 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 think about it. When you had this much going on for this game, like there should be more of a fever pitch, I think. And there's still too much. We're, we're giving too much energy to that Niners game. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, there's just been too much. Um, but there's been too much backlash after that game, and and and, and I don't think it's just the city of Philadelphia. There's just been too much back, and this is what I'm talking about. You know, when the Eagles lose, they couldn't wait to pile on. It's been a week long pile on fest on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, are they like 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 Steve Young was on the herd? I think yesterday or the other day, or no, not not on the herd, but he had a quote. I think. Um, that I heard, um, via the herd, right? Uh, and he, he, I think he, I think he called the Philadelphia Eagles pretenders or something like that. And look, he's a Niners guy, so yeah, what, you know, what, what can you really expect? But to call them a pretenders, a team who went to Super Bowl last year, who followed it up with a ten and two record, and you're calling them the pretenders? Come on, man! I respect your career, man. Got a lot of got a lot of respect for Steve Young, but watch him out, dog. Be 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 be. Don't don't be a prisoner in the moment. Don't be don't be so emotional. To the point where you can't acknowledge greatness. Okay. The Philadelphia Eagles are 10 and 2. And listen, your record is what your record is, but also at the same time, right? Do the Philadelphia Eagles have some things to clean up without a shadow of a doubt? I don't think there's any. If you want to say there's a perfect team in the NFL, the closest thing you might get to perfect is maybe the 49ers yeah. because, because they're healthy at the moment. Their defense and their offense are clicking on all cylinders. But right now, every team in the NFL, by, by Steve Young's logic, every team is a pretender except for the 49ers. Right. So, I mean, look. At the end of the day, man, it's Cowboys week, and I can care less about the 49ers right now. I'm, 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 I'm focused on Dak Prescott. I'm focused on the Dallas Cowboys. I'm focused on Michael Parsons and all those boys because this is what it's all about, right? This is this this is the matchup. You flush it. You lost that game. It is what it is. It wasn't a playoff game. It's a regular season game. So we need to stop treating it like it was. This is the, this this is the game right here. 
right? Yeah. But the Philadelphia Eagles are going to go in Jerry World and they're going to win that game. Okay. They have no option. They have no other choice. They have to come back with a vengeance because when you get the level of heat they've gotten all week over one loss, oh no, you got to come back and remind people who you are. So hopefully this coaching staff, these players took a long look in the mirror and they understand what's at stake, but also they understand and remember who they are. Like I'm on, I'm on, I'm on my Mufasa tip today. You are remember you're a preacher, you're a preacher tone you today. I like are. it. Preach, you know I mean? preach, tell preach. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, man, like, it, it pisses me off sometimes. Like, when, I like when, it. when people just jump out the window and just say anything, it, it, it pisses me off. Like, yeah, it, it really I does. You. I got you. I, yeah, like they, we're back to they were lucky to get to 10 and 2. We're, that's, that's what we're back to now. Uh, it, that's the amazing. longest stretch of luck I've ever seen. That's like hitting the lottery 12 weeks in a row. I know. You, that 24 and 5 over the last two seasons. That, that, give me that kind of luck all the time. I want to be lucky like that. I'll take it. All right, let's. Uh, Let's hit it. Let's come back. And, and the question we are going to pose, I want everybody to jump in here on the chat as well. Uh, do you believe that this Eagles defense, that you can win a Super Bowl with this Eagles defense? Do you believe that? So we'll talk about the Eagles defense. We'll get a little bit more into the offense as well. I, I smell a big offensive game. Uh, I think that um, I think the offense is going to show up in a big way. So we'll get into the defense as well. I have over-unders for you, Tone, that I, that I set for this game, for the Eagles-Cowboys game. So we'll dig into that. We're going to preview all the big games of week 14 uh, in the NFL. <laughs> How small did the Steelers come up last night? That is that is a bad one. I, I should have went with my gut and said the Patriots are going to win that game. Oh, remember, remember I, I was you like, were, You yeah, were leaning and then you didn't quite. You were like, Ah, was, you didn't go. I was leaning and then you made me feel like an idiot. So I was like, oh, Let me go to the Steelers. <laughs> That's my fault, yes. All right, so let's let's hit it. Uh, we'll come back. We'll continue getting you set. You know, we're doing, you know what we just did in that segment? We flushed the Niners. Now we are we are full-blown on to the Cowboys. All right, he's Tony Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Friday, man. Friday. You know where I'm going to be when the show's over. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Uh, thrilled that they are part of the channel, part of the show as well. Uh, Family-owned since 1985. I've been going there since I was a kid. You got Alex and the crew putting out the most fresh uh, food you could possibly have. And the great thing is the variety. 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. They have the you name it, they'll make it. Specialized pizza your way. But it's not just pizza. It's fresh pasta, sandwiches, salads, wings. You name it, they'll make it. And the beauty, too, here with Bravo Pizza of Havertown is... They're all about the community. They have fundraisers for little leagues, for charities, for schools where the proceeds go to those organizations. Uh, you can follow them at Bravo Pizza of at Bravo Pizza of on Instagram and Facebook. Stop on out today. 610-446-3810. 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes 
and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back. Let's go. I'm Rob hanging out with you on this football Friday. I didn't give you a countdown. That's a total violation on my part, Tone. So my apologies. All right. So we have 56 minutes and 40, 56 hours and 41 minutes. Mm. I think. Mm. I know it's hard doing it off the fly, but that's what I that's what I got off the top of my head. So uh, welcome back. First off, how you doing? I didn't even ask you how you were doing off the top of the show. You good? Oh no, man. I I I, I feel great, man. Um, you know, like I said, it's Friday. I, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Um, going to do some things around the house. Um, I don't know, man. As I get older, I look forward to doing like the most, like the most home getting old related brother. things. You know, like I've been you're domesticated. That's <laughs> you are. You're domesticated now, man. I've I've been putting furniture together for the past 
week and a half for the past two weeks, and I'm in I'm having a time of my life. Good. Okay, man. Whatever pro- makes you happy. Oh man, oh, um, I got some I got some family coming in town um later this month and um and in January. So just trying to make sure the house is uh exactly the way I would love for it to be. Um, me and the wife recently got a ping pong table, so I've been, I've been playing a lot of ping pong lately. So uh, man, just you know, just you know, just taking a step back and kind of just enjoying life more you know, and being in the moment, effort, right? If you're and, and relaxing. Next step is pickleball. Next. <laughs> So, no, it's coming. It's coming, baby. No, it's it's just you know, I I I have I have a hard time just breathing most days. Um, I'm always I'm always just you know the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And um, I'm I'm I've been I've been trying to be more present. I like you know? it. I'm I'm I am a I am guilty of that as well, my friend. I am guilty of that as well. Um, I'm always what's next as opposed to just taking in the moment. So, uh, yeah, see that we're giving out life lessons today, too, on this Friday. We're, well, that's what we do. That's how we roll here. We're looking yeah. to take care of the people. Mental health, as Lane Johnson will tell you, is the most important health. So, yeah, did, as a matter of fact, did you see the video the Eagles posted? Awesome. Um, so awesome, dude. Beautiful, man. Elsie, uh, if you guys don't, if you're not familiar, Eagles Entertainment put out a really cool uh, video of Kelsey essentially um, – how would you how would you uh, describe it? Was he present? He he was sort of presenting. They were kind of surprising him with his nomination. With his nomination for the Walter yeah. Payton Man of the Year award, and Kelsey got really emotional. Uh, like, you know, he said most people, most of the people who are up for this, are up for it because they give a lot of money to charity. Mm-hmm. And he said, "You walk the walk. You're always trying to help people uh, with their mental health." And uh, he got emotional about it. Uh, Stoutland got emotional about it. You could just tell, you know, watching those guys in the, in the offensive lineman room, mm-hmm. like it meant a lot to all of them that, that Lane Johnson was nominated for that. So that's very cool. Very, it was Absolutely. good stuff, dude. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's something to be said about guys who just want to do good work and don't really yeah. care what comes with it. They just want to just, they just want to leave a positive mark on whoever they can. And uh, that's, that's who Lane Johnson is. That's who Jason Kelsey is. You know what I mean? Like those guys, um, you know, they, you know, they just had the mentality of just keeping your head down, um, being the unsung hero. Some guys, you know, some guys, some guys thrive in that role. Yeah. You know, Lane Johnson has, uh, you know, he's been through a lot over the past several years, you know, with his own personal journey, his own personal battles. And um, so far, he's on, he's come out on the right side of things. Um, and it's, it's pretty awesome to see him being um, recognized for yeah. his contribution. Yep. It is good. It's, it's, it's one of the many good things that can come out of sports is to get that message across to people. All right. Um, so I, the question I pose to you and everybody in the chat, please jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, in your estimation from what we've seen so far, and again, you don't want to read everything into one game, just like you don't want to with Jalen, the, the, you know, the, the Eagles gave up 42 points and it was a, it was a bad defensive game all around. The good news is, um, it looks like you're getting Zach Cunningham back for this game, which is huge. And it looks like Shaq Leonard, they're going to have him up to speed enough to at least get out there and play. So you're getting two good parts back. I'm a lot. I'll tell you, Tony, I'm a little worried. I know Slay wasn't good last week, but he's mispracticed the, the first two days this week. And I haven't seen about today yet uh, with that knee. So, you know, you're, although he hasn't been great, you're already short. In that, in that yeah. secondary. So I'm a little bit concerned about that. But all right. So here's the question I had with all that framing. 
Do you believe that that with this defense, the way that they played this year, mm. you have enough in totality to still win a Super Bowl with this defense, with what we know now? Well, I don't want to back off my um, early season um, projection of the Eagles um, being back in the Super Bowl uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't want to back off of that. So um, I'm, I'm going to dig my heel into the ground and say I still believe the Philadelphia Eagles are going to make it to the Super Bowl and I and I and I still believe they're going to win it, um, but again, obviously, um, I'm a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, that's what I want to happen. Um, but again, I'm still not going to back off of that prediction um, because they still have an opportunity, and they still have the number one seed. Uh, but I can't help but look at this defense and question if this if they're going to be the Achilles heel to this team in the long run. I can't but look at this defense and say, will they stop? Will will they be the reason this Philadelphia Eagles team does not even make it to a Super Bowl? Right. I can't ignore what I'm seeing with my own two my own two eyes. I can't ignore, you know, what's being said about this defense, you know, all you know, all across um, you know, the football ecosystem. It's real. The concerns about this defense is real. And I'm not gonna pretend like they're not. Um, despite me having a prediction that they make it back and win it all, this defense has to find a way to elevate what they're doing. Sean Desai has to find a way to limit the bleeding, limit the damage that they're taking. I don't know if they're I, I don't know if it's possible. You know, I don't know if they have the pieces. I don't know if they have the talent or um, I don't the, the execution is lacking. The competency is lacking. Um, your 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 three best DBs are over the age of 30. Right. You know what I mean? Um, four, and, Tone, if you throw Roby in there, you have Slay, Roby, Byer right. and and uh Oh my, Bradbury. They're all over right. thirty. And uh, and, and Reed Blankenship, but he's having the best season out of all of them. Um, PFF, um, PFF loves him, and he's already um uh, a, le- a leading vote getter. Um, yeah. you know for the you know for and the he's Pro still Bowl learning, but he's doing a nice job. Yeah. And he's still learning. Has he had some plays in between? Yeah. Listen, listen. You play 75, 95 plus plays. You know, back to back, and then and then you play the then you play the Forty ers and he You're plays special be, teams too. And you play special teams. You're going to get exposed at at some point. Like you're going to have a play or two where you just get rocked or beat or whatever, whatever may have you. So um, I look at this defense and I have real concerns, major concerns that um that, that should not be ignored, that must be addressed. Can this defense stop? Can can this defense hold this entire team back from winning the Super Bowl? They damn sure can, and that's a real concern. But I'm not going to back off my early season take saying the Philadelphia Eagles are going to make it back and win it. Um, I don't want to be a, a flip flopper like that. I want to stick to my guns, but my concerns about this defense are very real, and they're not going to change unless we see changes. So, so here's where I'm at. Um, I I think they can still win a Super Bowl with this defense. Uh, I think for a couple of reasons. I think the offense is that good and is that dynamic, even though they weren't last week. Um, I think the defense can be better to the point where they're solid. They're never going to be, they're not going to be good. And if, if, if you think that way, good for you. I don't mean you tone, but for people who think that way, good for you. I don't see it. I think they can become serviceable to the point where you're not getting torched. I've seen them have moments. I've seen them play well against the dolphins. I've seen them play well in other games earlier in the season. And I think they can get closer to that. The secondary is a major problem. The linebackers, hopefully Cunningham and and Shaq Leonard can solidify things a little bit, but they're they're not they're not impact players. I, I don't think Shaq Leonard is anymore. 
adequate is what I'm looking for. Um, and that's the, the word that, you know, coach Marcus uses. And I agree with him. I think there's enough else there in terms of skill on offense, leadership, culture, coaching, that they can absolutely still win a Super Bowl. I don't, I don't think the chiefs last year were a great defense. They were good. They were solid. They weren't as good as they are this year defensively. Yeah. They were getting better as, as time went on. Um, you know, what's so interesting, right? This defense, again, they've been on the field much longer than they should have. Did you know that Josh Sweat, through through 12 games, has already surpassed his snap counts from 2022, and, and, and he played 16 games? Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know he was already past it. Yeah. And, and five in, 2022, games left? in 2022, he played 587 snaps, which is 56% of the total defensive snaps. Um, in 2023, he's playing a career-high 77% of, of the defensive snaps through 12 games, played a total of 620. 23 total snaps compared to 587 last year. It's he has five games left. That's scary. Let's really put that in perspective here. This defensive line has been on the field way too much. This and we're expecting this defensive line to carry this shoddy back four, back seven. It's not, it's it's not fair. We're expecting so much of this defensive line week in and week out. We don't realize that we are literally emptying the gas tank before halftime. Like it's 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 they need to do something about it. And yes, the defense has to be better, but also the if the, the, the offense has to be better to, to sustain drives, to allow your defense to rest. You can't keep having these quick three and outs and your defense has to go right back on the field. Yep. It's it, it they're not going to last. I'm surprised Josh Sweat hasn't missed a game due to injury or whatever it may be. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Hassan Reddick, you know, hasn't missed anything. Um Fletcher Cox is already uh, he he already couldn't finish a game. Jalen Carter already missed a game earlier in the year. You know what I mean? Jordan Davis, I think he's dealing with some kind of hamstring that's been lingering for the past few weeks or whatever, but he yep. still plays through it. You know, uh, it's just this offense has to do a better job keeping the defense off the field. And at this point, this, we're, this team is so imbalanced. Offense, is, offense has to be the lifeblood. I agree. And if, they, and, and, and if they can't get the job done, they're not going anywhere. Well, I think what you're seeing with the the snaps that you just brought up is they've this goes back to the Andy days and Jim Johnson, and then it carried through with like Schwartz and and and, and their other defensive coordinators. But they were they always want to have a rotation because it keeps guys fresh. They always want to. I mean, no no better example than 2017 when you could you could roll Chris long and those guys out there and you were just mm-hmm. con- consistently revolving door of guys getting after the quarterback. And they had it last year too. It's, you know, you you're seeing the older dudes hit a wall. You're seeing the younger guys hit a wall. It's a combination. I mean, it, Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter look tired, you know, and, and it wasn't all that long ago. The Eagles had to buy. So that's a little concerning. That's all the more reason why it's so critical to get this, this home field advantage. This one seed, man, is to get a day off, a week off, but uh, yeah, you know, and the the problem you have is, and this is why it's kind of curious to me. Like, I didn't think he was contributing much, but I'm not sure why they let Barnett go. Like, you you, you needed kind of bodies there. You, and mm-hmm. Maybe you just looked at it like it wasn't productive. He wasn't productive, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, these guys are getting more reps than they've gotten and, and didn't even bring it up yet. But Christian Ellis was picked up by the Patriots. Now, what that does is you lose a good special teamer. 
and you lose a bit of a depth guy. You know, it's not the end of the world, but it's something. And Ben Van Summer, now you're gonna you're gonna see him a little bit more. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a problem. I think the lack of depth on the line, because let's face it, Tone, every all the success the defense has is hinging on that line. If they don't, if they're not getting consistent pressure, you know, if it's like Purdy getting the ball out quick like it was last week, if Dak has that kind of you know, ability to just get comfortable in the pocket. The Eagles are going to have a really tough, tough game. It's going to have to be a shootout if that's the case. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I have a hard time believing this defense can um, hold the Dallas Cowboys to under um, twenty-eight points. I have a hard time. I have a hard time believing that. So, offense has to be stellar. Jalen Hurts has to play um, the game of his life. Nick Sirianni, Brian Johnson. Those guys, they can't. They, they got to stop getting cute in the first half. Okay, lean on what you do well, maximize what you do well, and get Jalen Hurts back to playing the football the way he earned the contract. I feel like they're trying so hard to limit the RPOs, and um, they're trying so hard to limit, you know, what makes Jalen Hurts so dangerous. And you can't do that with a guy like Jalen Hurts, right? I feel like they're trying to – I said this to Cilio yesterday. I feel like what we've been seeing over the past several weeks, it's kind of been the 2021 2-5 game plan when they, you know, when they were forcing Jalen Hurts to throw the ball all over, all over the yard and they weren't really utilizing his skill set to the best of their ability. The, the only difference is they're more talented this go-around. Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback. you got A.J. Brown and – Smitty is better and Goddard is, you know, better. And, you know, all, all you know, you have DeAndre Swift in the building. So mm-hmm. the only difference is they're more talented. So they're they're able to mask the the lackluster play calling or game plan to a certain extent. But it always rears it always rears its ugly head at some point. So I think they need to get back to doing what they really do well. Stop being cute in the first half, thinking you got to drop back. Like Jalen Hurts shouldn't have twenty attempts in the, he shouldn't he shouldn't have twenty twenty attempts or more in, in, in before before halftime. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I I think I actually think they need to go into Dallas and kind of deploy a similar game plan they did when they first beat Dallas, right? A balanced attack. I think in that previous game they ran the ball like thirty times, they passed it twenty eight times, or or I think they ran it twenty eight times and passed it twenty three times. I can't exactly remember what it was, yeah, but yeah. Um, it was a pretty balanced attack, and they were surgical. They need to get back to that. Yeah, and, and I think too, like what what the other thing that's happened this week, sort of from a media perspective, is you had a certain bunch of people who came out initially, and and, and count me as one of them, and said that the Eagles got away from. Um, got away from the run and they need to run it a little bit more. And then you had a, a lot of pushback, like uh, from people who, who covered the team saying, that's not how you win now, you know, blah, blah, blah. First of all, I do think that I they could that. maintain a better balance uh, between the pass. And, and the other thing is more than anything else, just run it better. Like, you know, block it up a bit better. I thought they pass blocked well. I didn't think they run blocked well. Um, give a playmaker like Swift more chances. And if that swing passes, fine. Screens, fine. Whatever. I don't care. I want the ball in his hands somehow, some way, more than, what was it, eight times uh, this past week? So you, you can parse it any way you want. But I know this. 
they don't give up on the pass as quickly as they give up on the run if it's not hitting right away. They stay with the pass. So just just be a little bit more committed to it. I'm not talking about some 50-50 split. I'm just talking about more than you than you did it last week. Don't lose sight of the running game. That's all. You know, I'm not lose your mind when you say stuff like that. It's like I'm not telling you we got to go back to the 70s where you're running it 50 times. Yeah, no one's saying that. that. Yeah, I'm not I, I'm I'm not buying that. Whenever I hear people say, "Oh yeah, you you can't win with the running game." Okay, the Baltimore Ravens. Um they lead the league in rushing. What's their record? 9 and 3. 9 and 3. They're tied for the number 1 seed. Yep. Um, the Miami Dolphins, uh, they're second in the league in rushing. They're tied for the number one seed with the Ravens. Um, the Chicago Bears, they suck, but all they can do is run the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, the Detroit Lions, they're ranked fourth in the league in rushing. Where are they? Nine and three, trying to compete for a number one seed in the in the NFC. Um, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, they're fifth in the league in rushing. What are they trying to compete for the number one seed? In the NFC, they were with a nine and three record. Um, the Cleveland Browns, I think they're seventh in the league in rushing, sixth or seventh. What are they? They're in the playoff hunt, trying to stay in the mix. They don't have a quarterback, so they're leaning on the running game more and more. Right. My point is, yeah, the running game will never die, no matter the narrative and the propaganda people want to spread. You need a running game to win, period. People want now, and now if you want to argue, invest again. If you want to, if you want to debate the whole paying running backs big money, okay, have at it. I'm not debating that part. But to pretend like you don't need a running game to be successful is asinine and it's irresponsible, if you ask me. Because last time I checked, when, when we looked at Josh Allen with the Bills, the narrative surrounding them was, damn man, he has to do everything. They got to give him a running game. Right, they got they, they got to find a way to get him a consistent running game, man. He, he, he you can't just keep having uh, having uh, uh, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. Yeah. you know, be 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 your be a franchise quarterback and be a franchise running back at the same time. You know, you got to protect him. You got to set things up with the running game. Blah 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 blah. I'm tired of people pretending like the running game is obsolete. I'm tired of people pretending like a running game means nothing in the means nothing in the modern day NFL. Do you want to debate contracts with running backs? Okay. I'm with you on that. Running backs should not be getting these massive contracts anymore. However you want to debate it, I'm not here to do that. But the fact of the matter is you need a running game. And when you can't – I'll put it to you this way, right? Mm-hmm. If, 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 if a team can't stop the run, they might as well pack it in because you're literally beating them into submission. Yeah, and they can't do anything about it. If a team yeah. is averaging, if a team is averaging five yards to carry on you in a game, you're not winning that game. No, it's just that simple. I agree with you. I, and look, we all know the other offshoot is you keep the other team off the field. So if you have a high-powered offense like Dallas has, which they do, uh, the best thing is to see Dak Prescott on that bench and the rest of those guys while you you're having these time-consuming drives and you're tiring their guys out. As the game goes on, and I get it. Like I understand. Like I don't think anybody's debating. It's a pass-first league. It's a league where you get a lead with the pass, then you want to run the ball, but you also want to keep teams honest. And I don't know. Look, I don't know that anything would have worked Sunday. The Eagles just got worked. Okay. But, the Niners, they want to run the ball. If you know, right, the, I mean, the Niners want to run the and ball. I get it. They have McCaffrey. Like I get it. But but even if they didn't, they would still when they had Mostert, uh, Shanahan ran. The they ball. still ran the ball. So just just stay a little bit more true to it. Um, again, nobody's telling you that, that, that Jalen you can't throw it more than 20 times in a game, but just be a little bit more balanced. The other thing is, if Jalen's knee's right, and I don't know that he, it is or it isn't, 
And this goes back to the David Carr thing. His whole thing was he's not healthy. Okay, uh, maybe he's yeah, not. Nice but angle. If, if the knee is right, I need some more called runs for him. I know we're all worried he's going to get hurt, but I got to let him be him to an extent. So let's let's reincorporate that. Like I saw some of it in Buffalo against Buffalo. We saw it on the game winner against Buffalo. I didn't see much of that. Maybe some of that you can say is because the Niners defense was just prepared for everything. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know. But I want to see it tried against Dallas at least, attempted. Right. You know, it's you know, some people say, you know, is there a chance they're trying their best to kind of save his health for the playoffs and then just unleash him in the playoffs and let him just play his game. Um it's it's probable, right? It's plausible. Um, but now we're at this point in the season where you're competing for the number one seed legitimately with everybody now. Like legitimately. You don't have that two game lead anymore. Mm-hmm. Teams are on teams are on your heels. You gotta do everything you can to get the number one seed. Um, I understand the motive with the Eagles. You want to protect your franchise quarterback. I totally understand the motive. And in the offseason, I was one of those people where I said I wanted him to run less. But I got to a point throughout this season saying, you know what? I want Jalen Hurts to be Jalen Hurts. I want Jalen Hurts at his best the way he sees fit. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not here to change that, dude. Now, as he gets older, there's, there, should be a, there's, there, there, there should be a natural progression. I don't feel like this progression is natural. I feel like, I feel like they are legitimately saying we're not running the ball with our quarterback or, 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 or we're going to run it um, the least amount of times possible. I'm not rolling with that. I, I I want Jalen Hurts to be Jalen Hurts unequivocally. I don't care who says what. I don't care how they feel about it. Say what you want about his style of play. Listen, this is the this is 2023. There, there there's more than way. There's more than one way to get it done. There's more than one style of quarterback. This is not the 1980s or the 1990s anymore. When guys are dropping back and they weigh and they weigh 260 pounds playing quarterback. This is not that anymore. Okay, guys are getting it done by more means than one way. So I want Jalen Hurts to go out there and beat Jalen Hurts, period. I think this is a game where we see Jalen Hurts get back to the basics um, against the Dallas Cowboys. What do you think? I agree. I want to see him be him. Like I said, I don't don't want to put limits. I don't want to put put harnesses on this guy. I I want him to be able to unleash. Look, again, if the knee's killing him, I get it. Just be smart about it. Um, That's all. I understand that. That's a different story. But I want the effectiveness of the RPOs. I want the effectiveness of some of some QB draws. I want the effectiveness of, of just what he's able to do to be that threat. I want I want Dallas to have to worry about potentially his legs. And even and then not even just hurts, right? They or, need or to do a better no, just utilize Swift, man. He's yes, yes. You read my mind. They need to do a better job of just putting their running backs in optimal situations. Yeah. Like I, I say this, I say this all the time. Please. I don't care what year it is or what era I'm in. The first play I'm running is a running play because I need to see where I need I, I need I need to at least test the waters and see right. how many yards can I get. Right. Right. Even if I get two or three, it's better than me throwing an incomplete pass on first down. And now I'm second and 10 rather than exactly. seven, rather than second and seven, second and eight or even second and six. Like it's just I don't understand why the Eagles lately they've been passing on the very first play. I don't get that. I don't get I don't get it. Run the ball, see what they're showing you first. And yeah. then, okay, all right, you, you mix in, like, depending on the situation sometimes, you know, okay, I can understand maybe you want to pass on the first down, but, like, the first play of the game, get get a running play in. Get your offensive line, you know, warm. Get, you know, you know, dictate the action first. 
you know, test, you know, test that defensive line. You know what I mean? Don't first play the game, have your offensive line backpedaling. Now they're taking damage on the first play. Nah, man. Dictate the action. Dictate the physicality on the first few plays, man. That, that's how I look at it. Uh, but again, some people say that's an old school mentality. And I say, no, it's a physical mentality. It's, a, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's the kind of mentality that I want to whoop shit, that want to whoop your ass on the, mm -hmm. first, on the first few plays and let you know what time it is. But yeah. again, you know, I'm a Neanderthal, Rob. Don't pay me any attention. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, let's get a quickie in here. And we're going to come back and I'm going to hit you with the over-unders that I put together on both for both the Eagles and the Cowboys. We do it each and every uh, week before the game. I would say it was probably not a stellar week last week for the over-unders. Would you agree? I think we we, yeah. we sort of did about the same level that the Eagles uh, played at, I would think. <laughs> well, I mean, we nailed it for the other team. <laughs> yes. So let's see what we can do here this week with these. So I, I, I've set my own lines, and we'll see how it goes. So we'll do that. Uh, we got a full-blown NFL segment like we always do, and we'll dig in all the games in Week 14. I can't believe we're, we're already in Week 14, but we are. Uh, including we'll look back at last night's game where the uh, the Steelers lost to the Patriots 21-18. Tone, I have a follow-up on our, our friend who allegedly lifted $22 million from the Jaguars. I have a I have a little update on our on our friend. Oh, he, uh, so we'll, he, he ain't my friend. He ain't my friend. <laughs> uh, otherwise, otherwise, I would have had some change in my pocket. Yeah, he, he would have been on the friend. private jets. Yeah. Uh, so we'll hit that when we get back as well. He's Tone to Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm going to tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Knowing who to trust with your finances. Think about it. You work way too hard not to have your money invested the right way and not to have it invested with somebody that you trust. And Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group is somebody that I found and that I completely trust. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. Uh, you might need help with your employee benefits if you have a small business. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I have personally entrusted my IRA my 401k rollover with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. You can also email him as well, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray, dot Jim at principal.com. You own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. Any professional sports coach will tell you 
There's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Yay. Yes, a lot to dig into here with the birds and the boys. And, and just to reiterate, Tone, you know, what we're talking about here in the NFC with the conference standings right now. So the Eagles go into this thing, as we know, with the best record in football. But as far as the NFC goes, 10 and 2 are the Eagles. The 49ers are 9 and 3. The Lions are 9 and 3. The Cowboys are 9 and 3. Um, the Niners would have the tiebreaker over Detroit. Based on best win percentage in conference, they'd have it over the Eagles based on head-to-head. Cowboys, there's a lot of different ways that this could play out depending on how the uh, you know the season goes. But but anyway, so huge game. Eagles beat them here week nine, 28-23, in a game where they kind of held on for dear life, if you remember. It got mm-hmm. it got hairy, okay, to say the least, uh, at the end, but they survived it. Yeah. So I said unnecessarily at that too, unnecessarily. Yeah, they had they, they went to the fourth quarter up by eleven. It was it was unnecessary. It was unnecessary tension. I agree with you. And they're trying to they're trying to age us, man. That's what they're trying to do. So anyway, all right. Here here we go. I'm going to hit you with some over unders. I'll start with the Eagles, and then we'll segue into the Cowboys. Okay. And you're, I'm okay. hitting you with these blind. So okay. Uh, you want to jot them down? Think about it for a second. I'll start with Jalen Hurts. I, I'm, some of these I'm I'm gonna. Veer off of what I threw at you last week, numbers-wise, but you tell me what you think here. Jalen Hurts passing yards over or under 250. Jalen Hurts passing yards. Think about that one. I'm going to give you all the Eagles categories, and then you can circle back and answer. Does that work? That might be. I should. I have. I'm much rather answer them. Fly then. Yeah, yeah. I'm much rather answer them instinctually. Yeah. Okay. What I'll do. What what I'll do is I'll, I'll mark down name. The category, and I'll take over under, and you you already have the numbers in front of you, so that way when, when we reference them the following week, all you gotta do is remind me what the number was, and right. I have my 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 answer. So cool. All right, so you said Hertz, how many yards? Two fifty passing. Under. Okay. I think he hangs around two twenty, two thirty. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go over. I think he's in the 280 range. 
I think he's in the 280 range um, because I, I just think they're going to be more successful on offense. I think they're going to convert a little bit better on third down, keep drives alive. I think the balance will actually help him in terms of his passing yards. Uh, and I think it's the only way the Eagles can win the game. So I'm, I'm going to go Hertz over on that one. Okay. Um, over under Hertz, one and a half passing touchdowns. One and a half TDs in the air for Jay. Mm. Over under. Over. I think he has. I think he throws for uh I think he throws for two and he runs one in. So yeah, I'm gonna take the over for the pass to T D. You said one and a half, right? Yes. Yeah, over. Yep. All right. Uh I think he is over too. I think he has I think he gets two. So I think he's over also. Um I think I'm gonna go one to AJ Brown. And I think Alameda Zacchaeus gets another one. Okay. Go out of the box a little bit on that one. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let's go Hertz rushing touchdowns. A half of one. Meaning, will he get one or won't he get one? Yep, he's going over for sure. I'm taking okay. over with that. Okay. Uh, rushing yards for Jalen. Over under 40 and a half. Taking the over. Okay. So you feel like this will be a game where he, he, he gets after a little bit with, with his wheels. Yeah, I think this is going to be the quintessential uh, dual threat game for him. Um, I think he hangs around 200. I think he hangs between 220, 240 passing yards. Uh, he's going to have about 50 rushing yards, um, two passing touchdowns, one rushing TD. Okay. I like that. I like that. All right. This is, this is touches, Tone. This isn't. This isn't rush. This isn't receiving. This isn't yards. This so is this sounds like Swift. This is Swift. Okay. Over under twenty touches for him in the game. <laughs> Gave you a tough number there, man. Uh, I'm taking the. I'm t- touches. Just touches. Could be any. You name it. I'm taking. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the under with that. Um, for the simple fact, Dallas Goddard is going to be back. Um, so I expect Goddard to be used a lot more in the passing game than Swift. Um, I think Swift is going to have, um, I think Swift is going to have uh, about 16, 17 attempts rushing. Um, may have, may have a catch or two in there, but I'm taking it under with that. I, th- I think he's going to be close, but nah. I think, I think he'll hang around maybe 15 rush attempts, 15, 16 rush attempts, maybe two or three catches. Okay, I think it's under also. Um, I think it, it, and that doesn't mean he's going to be ignored. But I, I I'm going to guess it's like 17 ish. Through, I, I think he probably. Right. We're probably looking at like 14, 14 and three, 14 rush. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that sounds reasonable. reasonable. I'll, I'll probably say 15 and three, 15 okay. and four, something like that. Yeah. But that's, that's reasonable. I like that. Uh, AJ, uh, AJ Brown, 75 and a half receiving yards. Hmm. I'm taking the over. Okay. Taking the over with that. Taking over. Right. You, mean, said, look, you said you said seventy five and a half, right? Last week they both he and Devontae played well last week. So right, Devontae was scratching a hundred yard day too. He didn't get it, but he was close, right? Was he? Oh, I think AJ yeah. AJ went over hundred yards. I think Devontae had like ninety six. Yeah, which has been goes. he's gotten close a bunch of times. Right. Yeah, Devontae had yep he had ninety six um, receiving yards. Devontae's yeah. really come on these past several weeks too. So. Last four games, man, he's been awesome. Mm-hmm. He's come he's on. He's really been good. Yeah. So the yeah the exact total for those guys one fourteen for AJ ninety six for Devontae. Yep. Yep. I'll take the over with Brown for sure. Uh, I think it's over also. I think he's at least in the eighties. 
uh, in this game. Yeah. I think he's they there. I, I truly believe from what I've seen with the Cowboys, I, their defensive numbers are very good, but I think they're vulnerable in the passing game. And I think that um, I don't think they're going to be afraid to go after Devron Bland. I don't. I think they're yeah. going to attack Bland. They shouldn't. Yeah. They shouldn't at all. Uh, let's go Devontae. 70, 75 and a half as well. I'll give you the same number. I will take – I will take the the slight under. I'll take the slight under. I think he'll. I think he's going to have like 70, 73 yards and a touchdown, something like that. So, okay. I'll take. I'll, I'll I'll take the slight under with that. It's not by yeah. much though. I'm with you. Like it doesn't mean he has a bad game, right, uh, right? But I think with Goddard coming back, yeah. And if they're they're paying a little bit more attention to uh, Swift. I don't know that both guys are going to be upwards in the, you know, in the high eighties or nineties. That, that, that might be tough for both. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'll stay I'm with, I'm with, I'm with well. you on that. All right. Goddard is returning. Now this is, this is receptions for Goddard. Just receptions. Three and oh, a half, okay. three and a half catches. Three and a half catches. I'm yep. taking the over. Mm. Taking the over. I think that okay. I, I, I actually think they're going to open the game up, get him the ball. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised on the first drive they have. I wouldn't be surprised if God has three catches on the first drive. I think they're going to open the game trying to get him involved early. Okay, that's good. He, look, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's an overall. So I think he gets about five. I know he's raring to go. He w- really wanted to go last week, and they weren't having it. Uh, they wanted to buy another week for him, but he, I think he's going to be. I'm just really excited too to see what he does in the run game. He's mm-hmm. so good as a blocker, also. All right. Uh, we'll go defensive side of the ball. Reddick, half a sack. Hmm. Reddick, I'll take, I'll take the over. He's going up against Terrence Steele. He he whooped him last time. Yeah, he he's getting so, a sack in this game. So I'm taking the over. Okay. Um, I agree with you. Sweat, sweat, half a sack. Sweat. I'll take the under on that one. Um, he's going up against um, Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith, he couldn't do much. He couldn't do anything against him before then, and he was coming off of injury. Tyron Smith is going to be healthy this go around. Um, I don't. I don't think Sweat gets anything on Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith is a man, and um, I just have a hard time believing Sweat's going to beat him. I think Sweat is due, and I think Sweat gets one. I think and I'm a Sweat, guy, and I'm a Sweat guy, but I'm taking the under on that. Uh, good news: Slay's practicing today. Thank the heavens. So that's good. Um, the, yeah, I think they may have been uh, being precautious with him mm. because they were practicing inside yesterday because we had a little bit of snow and it was wet outside and they were they were on the turf. And I think they like to rest those guys, the older guys' knees on that turf. Right. So hopefully that's, you know, that's where we're at with that. So he's, he's practicing. So that's good. Um, let, let's go Eagles as a team. Two and a half sacks as a team over under. Hmm. As a team, over under two yep. and a half. Yep. How many did they have against Dak before? Let me see here. Uh, well, last man. time they played him, they sacked him. How many times? Second three, second five times last time. Huh. I'll I take that action. Got, I didn't realize they got him that many times. Yeah. Um. A couple. A couple. A couple of them came on the final drive. 
Um, yeah, I'll take that. Oh, action. that's right. That's right. There were consecutive sacks. Yeah. 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 I'll yep. I'll I'll, t- I'll take that action. Um, I'm going over, baby. Uh, I'll take the over. You said two and a half, right? Two and a half. I think they're getting yeah. four. I'll take that action. Give me give me give me the over. All right. Eagles total points. Just the Eagles, not the game. 20 half, 28 and a half, 28 and a half for the Eagles. Do they get more or less than that? Uh, I'm taking over. I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I'm taking over. I like the over also. I think they're in yeah. the thirties. They're going to yep. respond from last week. Yep. I believe that. Okay. I'm going to jump over to the Cowboys. Okay. Oh, I didn't Remember. give you, I'm sorry. One more, one more Eagles. You good. One and a half tush pushes. Successful. Uh, I'll take the over with that. Yeah, I think Give so, too. Over. I think there's at least two. Yep. Give me the over with that. I think they're definitely going to convert three. Okay. Yep. D- let's go the other side of the ball. Let's go Cowboys. Dak Prescott, 250 passing yards over under. I'll take the over. Yeah, it, this is an over. I'm definitely taking the over with that. I don't think they're – I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, which means Dallas is going to be scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, best case, if the Eagles jump out to a lead, Dak will be throwing. I think yep. Dak absolutely gets over 250. I don't, I don't, I don't know who's covering CeeDee Lamb either, but that's, that's we're getting there. Exactly. Um, Dak, two passing touchdowns over or under. I'm taking the over. Okay. Definitely taking um, over with that. I'm taking the over also. Probably doesn't bode well for the defense, but whatever. I mean, listen, has anything ever? <laughs> uh, CD Lamb, 100 receiving yards. He went for a buck 91 last time, Tone. 100 for CD. I'll take the over with that. Okay. I'll take uh, the I think so too. Hope I'm wrong. I see. I think so too. Yeah, that's the thing, right? We want to be wrong in all these. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right, Jake Ferguson, the tight end, three and a half receptions. Receptions, yeah. Ferguson, three and yep. a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. I'm taking the over. I think they're going to make it a point to get him involved, especially try to take advantage of the middle of the field for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yep, uh, I'm taking so the too. over with Ferguson uh, with the receptions. Good call on that because. You know, let's face it. Until proven otherwise, they're they're going to go after the, you know, the linebackers, the safeties, the middle. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Cooks, Brandon Cooks, kind of the forgotten man a little bit. Who's, he's, who's he's, he's come on. He's come on lately. I know um, he he really has come on. Um, I'll give you sixty and a half yards for him. Sixty. I that's will a tough take, number. Is it? That's, that's a tough. A tough that is a tough number. Um. Because I, I, okay, what was the yards for Dak again that you said? Dak was 250. I said over with that. If I think CD Lamb's going for 100, then that means at least 150 minimum. Um, I'll take the over with that. I'll take the over because of the trends. Um, Brandon Cooks has really come on lately. Um, just to make sure that uh, the trends make sense on my side. Um, Brandon Cooks right now, his game log over the past. Okay, so 
he had 45 yards against the Seattle Seahawks. He had 72 against Washington, 42 against Carolina, 173 against the Giants. Um, maybe I should take that. You know what? No, I'll take the over because it's like a pattern here. I'll, I'll, I'll take the over with that. Okay. Yep. Um, it was, you said it was 60 yards, right? 60, yeah. Yeah, 60. I'll take I'll take the over. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go under. Um, slight under. Slight under. Uh, my, hey, listen, my, mine is a slight over anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, I think he's in the 50s. I think he's somewhere in the 50s. Um, all right. Now, keep in mind, the Eagles have generally done a very good job against Micah Parsons. One sack. One sack for Micah. Mm. Over under one sack? Yeah. yeah, over under one for Micah so that, Parsons. So, for a sack. Okay. Um, over under one sack. Uh, I I, I got to take the over with that because me too. Me too. Because um, if it's under, that I means he got half a second. He shared. Well, actually, one. I'm gonna push. I think he gets one. Okay. Okay. Because I think he gets one too. That's my thing. You know, one second. Yeah, you is a can, tough you number. can push it. You can say push. Okay. You think it's right on the no, right on yeah. the nose? I I'll usually try to give you a half just to push it over. Yeah. Matter of fact, you know what? I'll say over. I think he gets one and a half. One and a half. Okay. Yep, okay. I'm going to say I'm going to push. I'm going to say right on the nose at one. All right. Yeah. Cowboys as a team, two and a half sacks. Mm, I say push on that one. Um, I think they, I think that's exactly what they get on the game. Two and a half. Okay. I'm going to go over. I, you know, again, hope I'm wrong, but, um, until I see Jalen get rid of the ball a little bit quicker. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little leery. I think the O-line will do a good job, a solid job, but I'm a little I'm a little leery on that one. So I'm going to go three. That's reasonable. Yeah. That's reasonable. All right, let's go to Ron Bland. He's got eight picks, five pick sixes. Half an interception for him. Does he get one on Jalen in this game? I'm going to say under. I'm going to say under. Okay. He's he's going he's he's going to he's he's his hands are going to be full trying to defend Brown and Smitty all day. I don't think I don't think he gets one. All right. I I don't think he gets one either. In fact, I think he has a rough day on Sunday night. Yeah. Rough night, I should say. Uh, Cowboys over under thirty and a half points. Hmm. Over under thirty and a half. I'm going to take. The under. The under. I That's think, a good sign. I think they. I think they. I, I think they're either going to hit twenty-eight or thirty on the nose. So, um, because I don't. For my score prediction, I mean, we're going to talk about that later, but yeah, I, I got this game kind of hitting the thirties. So, um, okay. but I, I but I got the Cowboys under. So, all right, I think it's over. Um, <laughs> remember Mike McCarthy. Coming off the appendicitis, right? The the the, the, the appendectomy. Right. They claim he's going to coach. We don't know if it's going to be the sideline or the booth. Over under Mike McCarthy cutaways five and a half. <laughs> uh, let's see. This thing's a lot to go over. They're going to talk about Definitely. that appendix ten different times, man. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna give him so much credit for coaching, but the he's I'm a gamer. 
Oh man, what a what a what a soldier, he's man. A Shows up for his guys. He's a warrior, man. He's a warrior, man. What a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. He, I'm, I'll, I'll take the report that. All right. Um Sirianni cutaways four. Hmm. Sirianni cutaways. Hmm. I'm gonna take the over with that as well. Okay. He's such he's such an emotional wreck. I agree. They're the, they're the, gonna talk about the way the week went. The, the yeah, the big dom stuff. Big yo, dom stuff. Yo, is big dom suspended for a game? There's nothing yet. Okay, if it hasn't come down now, then I don't think he will be. Yeah, they put a they put um, a memo out yesterday. What was it yesterday or how Wednesday? many big maybe we should have an over under for big dom cutaways? <laughs> Let's go two and a half. Two and a half? Two and a half. I'm saying yes. I mean, I'm saying over. I mean, I'm taking over too. I'm taking right. over with that. Jerry Jones, three and a half. I'm taking over. Okay. I'm taking over with that. Jerry's going to be on that screen a lot. Anytime Maybe. something either good or bad, generally they're 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 going to him. Mm-hmm. Sure know. is. Okay. Or they sure are rather. What um. What's your gut? How much has your gut changed about this game since the game ended? Hmm. Since the since the Niners game ended, I should say. Okay, so uh, you mean as far as like uh, how I feel about this game, Eagles yeah. Cowboys? Yeah. Um, believe it or not, it hasn't really changed but so much. I had us winning the game anyway. Um, I actually had us losing one of these games, either the 49ers or the Cowboys. I had us losing one of those games. Uh, that one happened already. So I got us beating the Cowboys. Um, opinion doesn't change. Like, do you want my score prediction now? No, no, we'll do that later. I just, I'm okay. just, I'm just getting your your general. But but yeah, overall, overall, my opinion hasn't changed. Um, if anything, um, the loss and the way they lost has further deepened um, my heels into the sand about the Philadelphia Eagles and how the and, and, and how they win this game. So um, I think this is going to be a game where Philadelphia Eagles are looking to um, avenge. Um, you know, some demons, uh, they're, they're going to be looking to exercise some demons. So, yeah. I, I, that game shook me a little, I'll be honest. Um, it, it did. It shook me a little bit. It, 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 it made me sort of reassess things and reevaluate things. Um, uh, I'm a big believer that this team is resilient. I think, I think that's the, if there's one word that I would, um, say reassess synonymous. or a reminder about their deficiencies. I mean, it, the, thing, the, the things we've the things we saw in that game held true throughout their entire season. It's just that they ran up against somebody who took advantage of them. Yeah. So, do you think it was just a more so a crude reminder of where they are rather than? Yeah, I guess that's fair. I mean, like, I, I guess it was more of a stark reminder than the other games because they won them. But yeah. I, you know, make tone. I, I was saying, hey, they got to clean this stuff up or they don't win and blah 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 yeah. blah blah. So I'm not. I wasn't shocked by it, but the manner in which the Niners really took it to them has me a little worried. I mean, I'm just trying to, I'm just keeping it real. I mean, it has me be hmm. worried. That's the last thing I want. I, I, I want you to always be honest with me. Yeah, I'm being so. honest. I, I I am like, I'm going into the Cowboys game apprehensive. I think they're hmm. going to play way better football, but I'm going in now. Whereas before on the defensive side, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? They'll do enough. The offense will do enough to survive. I don't know now. Like now I'm, now I'm questioning everything, and I'm questioning wow. 
like I, I, all this stuff with Jalen, I, I think he's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about that, but I am, I'm worried about the defense and it's grown since last week. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I think that's very fair. Um, you know, I kind of look at it like, like such, uh, every team, like, you know, you, you said it best yesterday, right? You're never as good as your best day. No, you're never as bad as your worst day. Yep. So I'm going to hold on to that. And I just think the Philadelphia Eagles needed a certain – I hate to say that they needed that ass whooping, but it's more it, – it, I'll say that sometimes every now and again you got to get embarrassed. I'm a firm believer in it. Every now and again you got to be embarrassed so you can – you know, so you can – uh you know, step your weight up and, um, you know, clean up the mistakes you've had, you know, be it in your personal life, whatever it may be. Well, I think um, any time – think about it when you were a kid. I don't know about you, but I learned a lot more. Like, you know, if you're, if you're, if your parents told you, don't climb that tree, man, you're going to fall down, you get hurt. If you don't fall down climbing the tree, you're going to keep climbing the tree. You fall down, I guarantee you're in no rush to get back up on that tree, you know. Mm-hmm. Or you, know, you ride your bike without a helmet, you, you, you crash and you – crack your head man you're you're either not riding your bike you're probably riding it with your helmet um you know what yeah. i mean I, I, no i know I, exactly I what you mean wake up a lot more you know school you could screw around maybe get away with some certain things and then you have that wake-up call on that test where you just get you know blown to bits you're probably mm-hmm. locking in a little bit more i think the eagles were i'll, I'll take it a step further and say yeah. you know you you thought the way you were doing things was enough yeah Yes. And then you get, and yeah. then you get, yeah. And then you get that reminder. Oh no, we're, we're, we're cutting corners here. Yeah. Or we've been hanging on by a thread and we finally, we finally got pushed off that ledge. Now it's time for us to climb back up. You know, I think it's more so that, um, I think that, I think, I, I think it was just a reminder to them. Like, well, we're, we're nowhere near where we need to be. And we've kind of been playing on borrowed time here. So let's get back on the horse against the, let's, let's get back on the horse. um against these cowboys, take care of business and move forward because that's what it's about this week. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the Niners, it happened, but it's about, but it's about the Cowboys this week. And um, they're, they're in the rear, they're in the forward mirror and then, and, and the, uh, the, the Niners are on the rear view, you know, I'm, I'm so focused on the Cowboys at this point. I could care less what happened in that week. It, it was what it was. Um, you know, it's so crazy. When the cow, like I, I feel like they give the Eagles more flack for losing to the uh, Niners than they gave the Cowboys, right? The, all the Cowboys had to do was beat some terrible teams, and all of a sudden, faith yeah. has been restored. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, yep. so um, you know, look, look, man, it's it, it it is what it is, man. It comes with the territory. Um, it's about the Cowboys this week. They're going to be in the Eagles. The Eagles are going to be in Jerry World. It's time to put up or shut up, man. You know, like like the number one seed is on the line th- this Sunday. So uh, let's not, you know, let, let's not play with our food. Let's not get too cute. Let's go in, take care of business, kick some ass, and go home. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well said. All right, let's come back, and we're going to hit a bunch of different things, uh, Tone, including I want to revisit the Harper one-inning extension. Sixers tonight. Flyers just keep taking care of business. Uh, it, it's amazing what they they have done here. So we'll dig into all those kind of things, and then our NFL segment uh, after that. So uh, don't go anywhere. That's Tone. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Time to tell you about Pro Action Restoration. Yes, I have, I have moved uh, out of the uh, the studio because there there was some work that was done, uh, began to be done downstairs, and uh, 
just not suitable for the studio right now with what's going on down there. Um, so pro action restoration, I reached out to them after I had, a uh, some water damage and they came right out, they fixed the problem and they're handling all the, the follow-up work that I need to be done. And it's just awesome. They are just unbelievable. And they're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist, whether it's water, fire, smoke, mold damage, whatever the case may be, uh, they can handle it. And, and then some, if you're not sure about something, just reach out. Uh, you can give a call at 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760. They are licensed, bonded, and fully insured. And they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will also work in conjunction with your insurance company. You could also hit them up online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles.
We're back playing drums on my legs. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Let's hit the likes. Christy is right. We're under 50 likes, guys. Let's see what we can do. Let, let's get on a little bit of a run here. We haven't been on a run in a minute. So let's uh, let's see what we can do. It's much appreciated if you could uh, hit the like button. Thank you. Absolutely, um, you guys. Hit the like button. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to Rob. It means a lot to us. Yes. Yes, sir. All right. So Sixers tonight taking on the Hawks tone. They um, coming off a game where Joel dropped a 50-piece. Maxie had another big game. They move up to now 13-7. and seven on the season um, and, and at home against Atlanta tonight at home against Washington on Monday, and then back to back Detroit, you very likely could be looking at four straight wins. And, and then it's Charlotte, Chicago. You could be looking at six wins. You could look at a team that's about 19 and seven uh, as they, they head to late December now to take on the Timberwolves. Um, it's a pretty favorable piece here that they have uh, coming up. Yeah, I mean, this is a point where you have to, you know, start to assert yourself and uh, remind certain teams in the East that there's levels to this thing, right? Um, they obviously took it to Washington um, with, with uh, me driving a 50, a 50 ball, you know, but you, you, again, we're looking at this next this next lineup. You shouldn't lose another game or or one or another game shouldn't be into question or debated until you get to December 20th against Minnesota. That's right. Other, other than that, you should be, rocking all these teams and they're all and all the games are at the same time so you should so you should be able to get into a nice routine 6 p.m eastern yep. time yeah man. seven eastern six central i'm sorry yeah train your brain man you know what happens everything everything on the internet like recalibrates the central time so i'm so used to reading it with this with the <laughs> eastern mindset so I, I i gotta remind myself that everything like it's like automatic i don't like it's not like i hit a button to change it like everything is changed the central time on my computer every single thing automatically even espn stuff so that's funny man um, so the, yeah the man, weirdest thing for me would would be and we have a lot of folks who can relate to this you know like christie's in portugal and we have we have people watching from all over the country and all over the world but the weirdest thing for me, and I haven't experienced this when when I when I have been on the West Coast, it's been non-football season, right? But I would find it very strange to be watching an NFL game at actually actually I guess it's happened with the London games, but but a regular slate of games at nine a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, or earlier would be really weird for me. Really, yeah. really. What what I do um, to try to keep myself on you know keep myself in check. Um, on my, you know, on my iPhone, on, on the home screen, I have, I don't know if you can see it, but I have, we'll hold it up again. Let me see. Let me see if I can get it up there before the screen goes on me. But, um, basically I have, I tried on the, this is the green screen. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But, but my point is though, I try to keep, I try to keep three different time zones on my, on my, on my home screen. So I can literally see the time in Philly, the time here in Texas, and then mountain time as well. You know, yeah. I like it's, you know, it's just so I can keep myself honest. So if I see eleven thirty eight on my phone, it's like okay, Philly's twelve thirty eight. All right, I can see that right here on my home screen. So, um, yeah, it keeps me honest. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. It makes sense. Um, so that that's the uh, the Sixers lot again. Um, you know, you're taking on an Atlanta team, uh, who is off to a slow start. They're nine and eleven. Nothing special there. Uh, they've they've lost two in a row and they've only won three of their last ten. So it, it you should. Handle your business tonight. Handle your business. Tonight. I still can't believe they allowed themselves to get beat by them like three years ago. That you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. 
as bad and ugly as the Celtics loss was last year, the way they laid down in that game seven, which was terrible. The Atlanta loss is way worse. Way that worse. was such a mediocre team. And I, all, I can't think of anything else, but Ben Simmons passing up that dunk, but that series was awful to lose yeah. to on I, your, I, I on think, your floor. You know, that, that, that series goes far beyond Ben Simmons, man. Um, even though Ben Simmons obviously didn't perform the way we expected, but, I think their issues were deeper than just him. Like, I can't say they lost that game because of that passed up, you know, dunk. No, it, it, it's, it's my lasting image. It's not the only right, no, right, right. It's, it's, it's a signature young. moment. Right, I got yeah, you. Yeah, it was just a moment that you always remember. It was the nail in the coffin for seconds. Right, 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 right. right. And, yeah, that um, was bad. That was bad. There's no doubt. Yeah, meanwhile, you know, Doc Rivers blowing 30-point leads. I was at, I was at game oh. – Five, I think it was. I was at game five and I watched them. They were killing them. And all of a sudden, I watched them throw, I watched them blow like a 30 point lead heading into the fourth quarter. I was like, how is this possible? I can't believe I'm witnessing, like, witnessing something like this. It, Did it, it you means- see his son is doing um, some analyst work for ESPN, Austin? Right. He, he took like a shot at the Sixers because they, they quote unquote, did his pop dirty. Like, dude, nobody did your dad dirty, yeah. and he's still getting paid. Like, far from it. Come on, yeah. man. Your dad did his self dirty. Let's put it yeah. that way. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, Flyers win again, Tone. How about this? I know, right? 14-10-2. They're 4-1-1 in their last six. Like, dude, right now, Tortorella is the coach of the year in the NHL right now. I mean, we're only, you know, 26 games or whatever it is. But he's done an amazing job with kids and not quite ready for primetime talent. Like, they have played way above my expectation level. Yeah, man. You got to get credit where credit is due. Right now, they're on a three-game winning streak. They beat Pittsburgh two times in a row. Um, both of those games, you know, pretty much went to the wire. One overtime game, one was a shootout. And then you come out on the road and beat Arizona 4-1. to one. I mean, I understand Arizona right now. You know, they're 13-10-2. At the moment as well, but you know, the Flyers right now, man, 14, 10, and two. I like that. Yeah. I like I, I, I like that a lot. Also, I like that there's not that many ties. I like that their um their games are pretty either we win or we lose flat out. And I and I, I like that. Ties get annoying in my opinion. Yeah, I don't so, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I I don't I'm not someone who loves the scoring system in the NHL either in terms of uh you know points and and you you get a point on the road for a road, whatever. Anyway. Um, So I want to revisit this. We talked about it yesterday, but the the more I like think about it and and thought about it after our show yesterday and thought about it today. And, and and again, I, how can you not love what Bryce Harper's brought to the table for this Phillies team? The guy's been clutch. He's been great. He's won an MVP. They've been in the playoffs the last two years. Mm Mm-hmm. But the notion after a 13 year, when you're, you have eight left on a 13 year deal that you signed, you didn't want the no trade. You didn't want an out clause like Manny Machado put in his. You didn't want any of that. Mm -hmm. For his agent, Scott Boris, now, because his annual average salary is, is like 23rd in the league or whatever, to want an extension years put on the back end of this. Is laughable. Like honestly, that's where you say, like Bryce and, and Scott, we love you. Sorry, it's not there, happening. There's a lot of players in the MLB, a lot, and there. How how many teams are in the MLB? Thirty. 
30, 32. Something like that. Let's just yeah. yeah. So 30, 30 teams. Let's say 30 teams. You mean to tell me he's one of his 30 teams, he's one of the top 23, or he's a 23rd highest paid player. He's one of the top 23 paid players. If you if, if you really want to span that out, you're the you're one of the 30 highest paid players in the league. Every team has their highest paid player, right? So you're the highest paid player. Is he the highest paid player in the Phillies right now, or is it or is it Trey Turner? I think it's Turner now. Yeah, Turner Turner, now? Cause Turner has less years. I think it was a ten year deal uh, worth okay. three hundred million. So he's probably getting thirty a year, and Harper's okay. not getting thirty a year. I, okay. I know. Yeah. Okay, but but overall, my point is, you're still one of the top thirty paid players in the in, in the MLB, and there right. are thirty teams in in, in the league itself. Dude, relax. Relax, dog. Like I can understand if you won the World Series and you, you know what I mean? You wanna, you know, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna, you know what you wanna tote your rock then. But nah, man. Come on, dog. Come on. You signed the contract. You signed you, you like you like you said, no trade clause, all that, all that kind of stuff that you didn't want. Um, you signed you signed a, a straight up clean contract. Yeah, the market shifting. That's that that's what happens in sports. But dog, you're in your 30s. And by the time the contract is over, you're gonna be 38, 39. I'm not extending you. I'm just not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it. I mean, that's that's all there is to it. And and I don't know if you're able to do this. I don't think you are. Maybe you are. I don't know. But I could even get down with uh, giving him, bumping him a little bit per year. Right. Or throwing some more incentives in there, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah, something. But, but, but don't even think about me adding years to the back end of this thing. Just, yeah. just stop. Please. Move on. Um. You look at it. So you have, if you take, if you had to take one from each team, I'm assuming you would take Hertz from the Eagles. If not, correct me. So you have, you would have Hertz, you'd have Embiid, you'd have Harper. I would probably keep the Flyers out of this right now because they just don't have that guy. They're not there yet. They're not ready right. to have the high priced guy, high priced guy. Right. So if you have those three guys, in your estimation, who's had the biggest impact on their individual team of those three? Mm, that's a tough question. It is. It, it it is tough, right? I mean, because they all have, they, they all have impacts. Yeah, that's a tough question. The biggest overall impact. Oh man, it's a push between. It's a push between Hertz and uh, Harper to push. Man. I might have to go Hurts with that. Might have, might have to go Hurts and then Harbor, then Embiid. Yeah, I'm rolling with that. What about you? I would go Hurts. And it sounds crazy because both of the other guys have MVPs. Jalen was a runner-up. But I think about – That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I think about – Joel hasn't been, out, been able to get out of the second round. Mm-hmm. Bryce Harper's been unbelievable, and his arrival has coincided with the organization getting it together and being a playoff team. So there is definitely something to be said for that. That's true. But the rise with with Hertz from a four-win team, and it, you can certainly sprinkle some of this to Sirianni for sure, but from a four-win team to two years later in the Super Bowl, a four to a 14-win team in two years time span, now 10-2 and two to start his, his this you know, the follow-up season. I'd have to go Hurts. 
you know, some of this is going to depend on how this season plays out. Like if right. they, if the Eagles won a Super Bowl, there's no doubt about the debate. If they get knocked out early in the playoffs, then you could maybe swing it back to Harper. And, and Harper's been spectacular in the playoffs for the most part. I think I'd go on Hurts, though, if I had to choose. Yeah, and, you're, and, and you see the impact Hurts has on, you know, just the overall culture of the team and how they approach wins, how they approach losses, how they approach preparation. Um, he he embodies everything that Philadelphia is. Bryce yeah. Harper as well. Um, I, but I got to go Hurts, man. You know, he was so close to winning that Super Bowl. But still, they lost nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guy, the, the guy is just a a, a a professional. Shows up, um, takes all the bullets, regardless if he deserves them or not. Doubted the story, right? Like you're right. It's yeah, it's hurts, man. It's it hurt. is. It is. And again, this is I, I, what's fun about these debates. Like someone could could would shoot back and say Harper, and I, I, it's hard to argue it. The thing I can't get past with Embiid is the playoffs. I can't get past it. I'm sorry. Now, he goes on and he gets them to, to a conference final or a final, and he's playing great, and they can't advance and win the whole thing. I'm not blaming him, and I could maybe consider it. I mean, Embiid's spectacular. Yeah. He yeah. is. And, and again, I probably wouldn't even blame him for the second round exits if he was habitually playing great. Yeah. And it was like, yo, like there's only so much he can do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like That's something mm-hmm. different. But we've seen too often where he's shrunk in the big moments where he's been obsolete. He like, or he's been hurt, whatever it may be. You see time and time again, where he's the one I deliver. Yeah. So, you know, and you can make argument if like, Oh, if he has a better game, they win that game, you know, stuff like that. So for sure, it's yeah, just, sure. he just has too many holes and he, there, you know, there are too many kinks in the armor. Yeah. I think that, you know, the other thing that I really do appreciate and you, you just saying that made me think of it. There are so many guys that would have responded this week from, you know, what went down with David Carr, what went down with Bosa, what went down with, you know, whomever. But Hertz just, he's, he's focused on the right stuff. Like he's not, I think he's, he hears. Because you know, you know, he heard it. You know, he heard it. No, no, I know. Like, I think he hears the periphery noise and it's like, okay, all right. But, but it's not going to change him. He's not, it's not going to affect the Dallas Cowboy, you know, focus. Right, And, and right. that's what separates him, I think, from a lot of guys is they would be caught up. Like, he knows it. He's heard it. Okay. All right. We'll see. But other guys, in turn, would get out of their game a little bit. I, I'm telling you, Tone, I'd be really shocked if he doesn't play great on Sunday night. I really would. Right. I, I, I'd be shocked, too. And he, he's not the kind of player to – bring off the field, like bring off the field emotions onto the field, right? You know, he's, he does a good job not allowing the the, the, the criticism to dictate how he was, how he plays in a game, you know what I mean? In a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some guys start overcompensating. Like, oh, you think I can't pass? Well, I'm going to throw 400 yards, you know, regardless of who we're going to lose. Like he's not that kind of, he's not that kind of quarterback. So um, again, I trust Jalen Hurts still, regardless of what's been going on lately. Again, everyone's, Everyone, this this season has kind of been rocky for everybody because I don't think people really understand how difficult how difficult it is to accomplish what the Philadelphia Eagles are trying to accomplish. Not many teams get back to the Super Bowl the following year. It's really hard to do. 
mm-hmm. when you lose it. It's really hard. And so far, even though they've lost to the Niners, they lost to the Jets, there's only two losses. They got 10 wins in the bank. It's hard to do what they're doing. It's hard to do it when teams have studied you all offseason. Teams have studied your Super Bowl tape and everything you've done. You're trying to, you know, be creative and, you know, throw more wrinkles. In. It's not an easy feat to go against. It's like it's like going up against, you know, a, a bunch of different hitters that know all your pitches. Right. But you're trying your hardest to throw in a little wrinkle there. You know, maybe add some more velocity, get some more control on it, you know, um, get some more movement on it. But it's still the same pitch. You right. know what I mean? It's right. hard to do that when everyone's seeing your best pitches on the highest level in the biggest of moments. It's hard to reinvent the wheel like that. They're, they're fighting against history. They're fighting against health. They're fighting against um, the hardest record in football. I mean, I mean, the, the hardest um, schedule in football. Schedule, right. Um, you know, the, like there there are so many forces keeping them from climbing this hill, yet they're still trekking yeah. step by step, little by little. I think – I think we need to. I need. To, I think we need to put it in perspective, and um, be grateful. I don't think it's um, appreciated. I don't think the the losing the Super Bowl, coming back uh, with a ten and two start, is appreciated enough in general. I, I think it's a really hard thing to do. Um, and that's my problem with people. They so quick to shit on Jalen Hurts, but they but they're but they're slow to acknowledge the difficulty in what they're trying to accomplish right now. Yeah, it it, it, it it's frustrating to me if. Any other quarterback made it to the Super Bowl, and they and they responded with a ten and two record coming off of that, and they're still and they're currently the number one seed in their conference, and, they, and they're still in the thick of the battle. It's so many other teams, so many other quarterbacks would be getting so much more love for that. But Jalen Hurts, he doesn't get the respect for that. He doesn't get the love for that. You know what yeah, they do? They, and- they wait for him to slip, and they say, "Ah, oh, look, he fell." But they don't pay attention to all the times he stood tall. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and I, John says you guys should chat about what Bosa said. We did, John. We did. And, we uh, talked about that earlier. And, um, yeah, you know, so, and I get it. Not, not everybody sees everything. So, yeah, basically, if you didn't catch it, I'm not knocking you, John. I'm just letting you know we, we did discuss it. But what Bosa said was uh, the gist of it was, um, you know, Jalen um, is a guy whose eyes go to the rush. And, and John, I get it. I'm not, Again, I wasn't taking a shot. I appreciate you checking in. Um, uh, and he doesn't keep his eyes downfield. And we knew uh, in studying film that that's what it was going to be. And that should be the blueprint for the Cowboys, you know, this and that. So, you know, Bo, like we talked about earlier, Bosa doing a lot of talking for a guy who, who was pretty, pretty damn quiet the two times that he played the Eagles and, and Lane Johnson put him in a vice grip. You know what I mean? But whatever. That's He's not fun. saying anything new under the sun. That's the thing. Like, people yeah. have always tried to say, um, yeah, Jalen Hurts, he doesn't respond well to the blitz. You know, he's uh, he, he gets trigger happy or he gets happy feet, whatever it may be. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't this isn't some revelation. That Nick Bosa has come up with, or the so-called blueprint. People thought they had the blueprint when Spagnolo did it in the Super Bowl, or when he did it uh, earlier in the season when they played him. Um, pe- people always think they got the blueprint of somebody, right? You know what I mean. But the reality is, this is a week-to-week league, and no one's deploying the same thing you did to beat a team, right? It's not that simple. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'll see te- like it, otherwise the game would be super super easy, and we'll see more consistent winners and so on and so forth. But this is a week-to-week league, and yeah, you you can probably take a couple of things you saw from that matchup, but overall, you can't expect the Philadelphia Eagles to play that type of football game again. You can't expect you don't want you can't go into a game expecting that. I you agree. have to still dictate the action and play your brand of football. Yeah, so, I agree. No, no, no. Listen, Nick, Nick Bosa, it's whatever, dude. Y- 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 y'all won the game. You feel vindicated, but all right, 
let's see what happens in the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting if that game was their Super Bowl. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but the, back to the how hard it is to get to this point. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult. Well, here, here's the thing. Chiefs are 8-4. and four. Are we talking about that? I mean – Of course not. Because Patrick Mahomes has built up the equity with two Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl MVPs, two league MVPs, all pros. Like, you know, he's built up that equity. But as a team, you look at them like, damn, eight and four, the Chiefs, really? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But again, they're not going to do that because, again, it's Patrick Mahomes. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. No, Um, it was, it was, um, it's, I think it's, and what you get with that is, hey, you don't count Mahomes out. I don't care what's going. And, and I can say that too, right? It's it's legit. We, we all say that, yeah. But you don't. Jalen definitely doesn't get that benefit of the doubt right now. And whether that's he hasn't done it long enough, okay, or the team hasn't done it long enough, whatever, they're definitely viewed through a different prism than some other teams that get benefits of the doubt, or, or and or guys that get benefits of the doubt. Absolutely, I couldn't. I I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I wanted to give you the Cowboys schedule just real quick with what they have. I'll give you Cowboys and 49ers. Um, so that what the Cowboys have coming up after the Eagles game, they go to Buffalo, which I think is going to be harder than people think. And I'm gonna, I agree. There's a wild uh, – I don't know if you read it, Tone. There's a wild story from a, from a writer in Buffalo um, where they just take Sean McDermott apart. I'll, I'll, we'll get into it in a second. but. Wow. Um, they go to Buffalo, they go to Miami, home for Detroit, and then at Washington. I, you know, really, if you think about it, the, the next three after the Eagles are big-time challenging games for Dallas. Agree. Agree. You know, yeah. Bills, Dolphins, Lions, Commanders. Um, uh, no, uh, yeah, Bill at Bills, at Dolphins, home Lions. I think it's entirely plausible in that final four-game stretch they go two and two. Yep. I think it's entirely plausible. It, 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 it shouldn't be – overlooked or underestimated i mean i think like the pet the face the bills and the dolphins back-to-back weeks on the road tough sledding if you ask me tough sledding and you're coming off the eagles uh, eagle sunday night game it's going it's, it's going to be tough it's an emotional game Here, herein lies the problem though with the 49ers i'm not sure i see a loss seattle home yeah at this point yeah what and gino's they, banged up again um at washington i mean i'm sorry at arizona so you go Seattle home at Arizona, Baltimore home. I, I'll take I'll take San Fran in that. Uh, at Washington, Rams home. I think they run it. I yeah, run it. it's a, it's entirely possible that they run the table, and I'm ninety percent sure they will. <laughs> yeah, I'm ninety percent sure they will, which means the Philadelphia Eagles cannot lose another game if they want the number one seed. It's just that simple. I agree. They can't lose. Right. They can't lose another game. Let's get a quickie in here. Let's come back. Let's dig into our NFL segment. Uh, follow up to a couple stories we had yesterday, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you about that McDermott thing. Uh, we'll get into a bunch of different stuff, and we'll go through the best games of Week 14 as well. So we got a lot mm. to score for you coming up. Don't go anywhere. That's Tony Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced uh, and licensed and insured Pennsylvania Tree Services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. And they're experts at trimming all types of trees. And they serve Southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and Northern Delaware. Uh, They specialize in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610 
or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 267-261-3428 my name is dr bruce grossinger and I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. So a lot to get to. Somehow, some way, the Steelers at home lost to the Patriots. The Patriots, who put up a donut the week before, uh, beat them 21 to 18. I'll tell you first and foremost, Mitch Trubisky stinks. Uh, this is not <laughs> just, just to reaffirm what we all, all already knew. Uh, he stinks. Bailey Zappi made enough plays. And if I'm Pittsburgh, that is a highly unacceptable outcome for a both team those playoffs. both those quarterbacks. Sorry, Kachar, Rob, but both yeah. those quarterbacks sound like shoddy, shoddy lawyers. 
that always come late to the court hearing and they're coming in, you know, fixing their tires are coming in, you know, yeah, sweat, you know, sweat pits in their, in their suit jackets. Wow. Like, Hey, uh, all right, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, all right. Yeah. What do you need? What's, yeah. what's the call judge? Mitch yeah. Trubisky and Bailey Zappi. They sound like some shoddy, you know, low life lawyers. Bailey Zappi sounds like a science fiction, like character, like a Marvel character. Like they sound, they sound like, they sound like, they sound like lawyers that you can pay in Coke. They just sound like they just sound terrible. <laughs> like, hey, 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 listen, just pay me, just pay me, just pay me with an eight ball. I'll be all right. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like Bailey Zappi and Mitch Trubisky. Jesus. Bad. It was bad. I watched, I couldn't take it. Like, I got through about the third quarter. I'm like, I, you know what? I, I'm, uh, I'm out. I know it was relatively close. I just couldn't do any more of it. It was, it was ugly. It was ugly football, man. So, uh, they lose. And all the Patriots fans care about is they're screwing up their their uh, their pick. You know they, they don't they don't want any more wins. They they want to ensure that they're the number two overall pick. But there you go. Um, all right. Beyond that, so you remember the story I told you about the Jaguars uh, employee who yes, allegedly yes, yeah. yeah okay embezzled twenty two million dollars stole whatever word you want to use. So the guy's lawyer, he must really be like dead to rights. They must have this dude just absolutely dead to rights, okay? So before it even has gotten to trial or anything, his lawyer has now come out and and said essentially, hey, look, this guy had a gambling addiction. And he wasn't, it wasn't being spent on lavish lifestyle, on a lavish lifestyle. It was being spent to, you know, to recoup all that he lost here. And, and so they're like, he, the guy's basically trying to say the guy has an, an addiction and he shouldn't oh, they're be. Trying to play the, they're trying to put him into the stress thing. They're yeah. trying to, mm, that's how you know the guy did it right. Yes. When they start, when they start playing the, uh, the mental illness or disease. Well, they're already not even going to court yet. And he's doing this. Oh, he's planting the seeds. He's planting the seeds. And this is, mm-hmm. this is telling you this, this is a documentary waiting to be waiting to be uh, shot. I'm telling you. With all with all the cheesy shots of him on a boat, you, you know, with hot women. <laughs> wait, wait, are there photos? No, I don't know. Oh. I'm just saying, like you did a if you did a uh, that would know, be Netflix insane season on it or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see what ends up happening with this guy. But it's a mess. Allegedly, he stole 22 million from the team. I just don't know how there's not a checks and balance where somebody was noticing something as this went along. 22 million. I mean, all right. Anyway. Uh, so there's some thought that Marvin Harrison Jr. and Caleb Williams are going to stay in, potentially stay in college football. Now, my first reaction to that is, has, has NIL gotten that unbelievable? Because you're looking at like $35 million guaranteed. Right. Just, just coming out of the shoot with where those guys are going to be picked. Mm-hmm. Like, it, are they getting that much now? I don't know, but I think it's more so the teams that are going to be picking at those spots. And I but think they're like always going to be dealing with that tone for the most part, unless you get lucky with some team who, who made a trade who's good. You know what I mean? No, that, that's true. I, I, I think it's more so not. It's not just necessarily the teams how they're built, but more so how they're ran. Yeah, and I think that's probably the concern, especially for Caleb Williams. I mean, I mean, if he, if he lands in New England, he should be fortunate. Rather than landing in Chicago, I'd rather land in New England than Chicago. Yeah. At least, I, at least I know I have ownership that wants to win. It's it's a storied franchise that's used to winning. Um, it's a fan base that cares about football. I'm not saying Chicago fans don't care, but 
they've been so bad for so long, man. You got to convince them. To, you got to convince them to come to games these days. Um, but if I'm Killer Williams, I'd much rather land in New England than Chicago. Yeah. I don't know. I, the only thing I would say is I don't think as much as these guys getting paid crazy from NIL, I don't think you're making quite that much. And the other part is you really want to risk your health on, on a college field or a pro field. Like if I'm, if I'm taking the shots that I'm, that I got to take, I'm doing it in the professional setting. Right. With a, with a contract already in hand, not in the college setting where if I get hurt, I may not get the contract mm-hmm. for the pros. I'm sorry. At the end of the day, man, I'm 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 taking the pro money if I'm a top five guy. Yeah, because none of them are getting 35 million fully guaranteed flat out like that, right? They're, I think in nil, you get you get guaranteed on the on like a signing bonus and stuff. No, but no, what I'm saying is like in nil, you know, they're not getting like 35 million. Boom, just like like like. No, boom, I don't boom. know. I don't know how it. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine it's it, like that. In nil, be, they're probably yeah. like getting. Payments several hundred K there, yeah. you know, 500 K there, or a truck, 300 K there, a, a million that like they're not getting just flat out just these, you know, just these singular deals. It's a combination of several resources or several revenue streams that amount to because you know how ESPN always puts out like those little rankings, like uh, who's getting the most in nil right now. You know, Shador Sanders was up there, and Caleb right. Williams was up there, and Archie right. Manning was up there, all those guys, right? And um, uh, the um, the superstar, um, Stanford, um. Girl, uh, uh, a woman basketball player at uh, Stanford. I, I forget her, Brink, I forget her name. Like yeah. so, something Brink. Um, you know, and Andrew Reese, and you know all those girls. So yeah. they're getting a lot of money, but I, it's never just flat out like you sign. You sign one dotted line and thirty five million. Boom! Like that's the NFL for you. So right. Um, like Zach Wilson. <laughs> say what you want about him. He got about 35, 38 million just just right there. So yeah. Um, listen, man. I. I wouldn't mind going to the NFL. I wouldn't mind being drafted in the first round, and all of a sudden, hey, listen, I fizzle out six, seven years. Hey, listen, yeah, you're I'm, still fine. You should be fine unless you're a knucklehead. You know, yeah, you, you should, should be, be fine. fine, man. My my ego ain't that big, man. I'm 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 doing all right. I I would fall into obscurity. I wouldn't I wouldn't even do television. I I would fall into obscurity. You know, make smart investments and just enjoy yeah. my life and See live with, on my on my and live, and, and live within my means. Yeah. Uh, all right. So there was a, I, I read this yesterday. I, I was, there's like three or four parts to it. It's long. It's a lot. Um, it, it, Go Long is a publication in Western New York who covers the, the bills. Right. Um, and there's a lot of bitterness, like, so understand that too. Like a, bit, a lot of bitterness between them. It seems like them and the bills organization, because the bills organization won't give them credentials, credentials. Right, so nonetheless. So they, they wrote up this scathing piece on Sean McDermott, which basically painted him as a narcissist, insecure, takes zero accountability, finger pointer, uh, choker. Like, oh, wow. Tone, I'm telling you, like, they, they went off and – he they used it's a lot of keeping every take everything with a grain of salt, but it's a lot of anonymous sources and stuff. But like guys who he previously coached with, guys who played under him, and one of the underlying lying theories of their shortcomings is he's really um, he takes no accountability for the defensive side of the ball and blames everything on the offense. Hence Ken Dorsey getting fired. Uh, apparently he's ne- he and he and Josh Allen have a very 
cold relationship. No, like neither guy has gone public with it, but they don't. Mm. He, he he does not treat Josh Allen well, apparently. Um, and it, there's just all of this stuff. Like the the game when they when they blew it to the Chiefs. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Like they they basically they expected it, and it, there's so much here. Like we had. Um, I, was it? I think I think Gunner was still doing it uh, be, before you jumped in, Tone. But we had um, Mike Catalana from from. Oh Buffalo. no, that was me. That was me. That was oh, me I'm sorry. Was you. Okay. You so, yep. so if you remember, I asked him point blank. I'm like, is is McDermott safe? And in his estimate, and this guy covers the team every day. He said he thinks he is. Right. Reading that story, the story. If you get a chance to read it, it's it's called it's from Go Long. All right. Um, I don't know that he's back. In fact, if they don't make the playoffs, I think he's in trouble. I think he's in big trouble there. Yeah, that might be one of the more shocking fires of the offseason if it happens. Um, despite them struggling, that would be a shocking fire because they just pay them money. You know, it's so funny, like you said, you got to be careful because there's already motive for them writing yeah, what they're there's writing. there's a history, right. So I, as much as you want to read that objectively, it's kind of hard to do that when – you had the organ. You and the, you and the organization already have beef because they they won't provide you with credentials. Right now, the question becomes: Why haven't they provided you with with credentials? If you're um, accredited, yeah, a, an accredited or you're a reputable platform, it could it be could it be because of you know um, sub, um could it be because of pieces like the one you just released? You guys yeah. are you guys are too bold. You're too um, you're too raw when it comes to your analysis of the organization. Um, you know these organizations don't play that. Yeah. You know um, if you want your key fob at the Philadelphia Eagles facility, if you want if you want to make sure you have access, you want to you, you want to you know tread lightly in your assessment mm-hmm. of the team, right? You know you can be honest, but you have to be sugar. You have, you have to you have to sprinkle some sugar on it. Yeah. Um, and that's just that's just where we are. It's not just Eagles thing. It's a it's a worldly thing, right? Yeah. Um, you want access to certain people, you got to kiss their ass a little bit, and that's just where we are. Well, you, society, you have to right? be diplomatic. Yeah, that's yeah, that's you the better I mean? word. I, I, like, be I, I get, I, you, some people have to have their ass kissed, but but I think w- you have to be cordial and diplomatic, or else mm-hmm. yeah. there's going to be friction. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. You have to throw jabs. You can't throw haymakers. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and that's and that's just where we are in in, in sports. That's where we are just in in, in life, right? Um, you want you want a certain access. You got to treat people with honey more so than treating with salt. Yeah, and that's and that's and that's what it is. But um, it's a very fascinating article. Uh, I would definitely, I definitely, I definitely want to read it. Well, here's what I would say too. Um, just to give the the um go long a little bit of credibility. Mm-hmm. So. They they reported in this story that um, back in 2019, McDermott was addressing the team, mm-hmm. and he brought up 9/11. Okay, uh, in a, in a training camp talk, and it didn't sit well with a lot of guys. The, the reference that it was it was done in a way that it didn't sit well. With it was cringy. It was like, what do you what do you, what do you, what yeah, you know? like, dude, we're playing football. We're, people aren't innocently dying, and you know whatever. So that didn't fly well. And I think either somebody got to him, like in the coaching staff or or whatever. And so he immediately at the end of that practice went back and addressed it with the guys and, and apologized. Okay. To his okay. credit, he did apologize immediately, but he called, he, he called an impromptu 
uh, meeting with the media yesterday, which hmm. is not a day he normally meets with them and talks to address it and said to, to address the story that came up to address specifically the nine 11 part of it and said that, Hey, I made a mistake and I, and I immediately apologized to the team. He said, I have a relative who, who, who died at nine 11, someone I was very close to. Uh, I knew when I said it, it was wrong and, and my bad, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, hmm. um, that to me tells me That's interesting. a the organization was aware of the story. He read it, and b if I'm just going off of that, it, there's validity to what the stuff that it's they a, were writing. Right, right, right. You know what I'm it's good to something. So yeah, huh? The yeah. Bills got some issues. They and- do. You know what? And that also makes you you know like there's been like crap all year with them. You know whether it was. Uh, digs or out, whatever. There, there always seems to be, you know, and, and, and the other thing they did in the story, which gives them a little bit of credibility in my eye, they said, look, he handled the DeMar Hamlin thing about as well as you can handle it, as well as any coach could handle it. But there's a lot of other stuff that's bad, like really bad in it. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I would hate to be a Bills fan right now. It seems like that organization is slowly unraveling. And the fear they should have at this point is if they can't get things together, Will Josh Allen decide to take his talents elsewhere? I wonder. My, I wonder. I also wonder where, where's Diggs at the end of the year? Mm-hmm. Like, where's his head at if they if this isn't a playoff team or whatever? Let me look at their contracts respectively, because now we're getting now we're getting into some uh, some interesting territory here. Because I would love to know. I would love to know just how much how many years he has left on his deal. Okay. Oh wow. Um, so Josh Allen. Uh, so he won't be a free he won't be an unrestricted free agent until 2029. Okay, he's locked down for a long time. He's locked down for a long time. But after 2025, there's a potential out. Uh, and they and they will only incur a 19 million dollar dead cap hit if they decide to cut him. Um, but still though, if he if if he gets to a point where he's Right, that that, awesome. that part doesn't matter. It might be on his end. When it, it, any team would trade yeah. for him. Yeah, any yep. team, any team would give up three first round picks, two first round picks to get him in the building. Yeah. So, um, it's not entirely out of the realm possibility if they can, if if they're if they're still turbulent over the next two to three years. Oh, I think I I think he requests a trade without a doubt, without a doubt. I agree with you, uh, Justin Jefferson. You remember initially he his goal was two thousand yards. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's missed a ton of time with the hamstring, and he's playing this week. So uh, he's readjusted his goal um, to a thousand yards. So, like, uh, you tell me um, if you think he's going to get it. If you, if you think he will get it by the end of the season, where is he at right now? So right now, uh, Justin Jefferson is at five hundred and seventy-one yards. So can he do it in five games? I think he can. He's at 571 he, in the he, season. He, he, needs five four, games. he needs 429. He yes. Can, he can do that. That's just He's getting error. that. He's getting it. They're going to be in a playoff hunt. These games are going to be important. Uh, you know, and the only problem is he it's a little up in the air. I mean, he's not he's not, he doesn't have Kirk Cousins. He's got Josh Dobbs and whatever that looks like. So I and also I still, he's I been, wouldn't put it past that dude. Exactly. Also, great. he he has to get back in game shape a little bit. So it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. 429. Over a five-game span, let's see how much he has to average. 90-ish. 
Yeah, something like that, right? Four twenty nine divided by five. He needs to average eighty. He needs to average eighty six yards a game. He can do yeah. that easily. Yeah, easily do that. for him. So, um, and then you got to account for the occasional seventy yard, sixty yard game. But he has a big game, one fifty, one sixty. So, like it's it's possible without a shadow of a doubt. It's possible. All right, two uh, two Jaguar uh, notes. Christian Kirk on the IR. Wow, uh, really damn! He got hurt Monday night. You can I know, see. It. I know he went down and yeah, wasn't good. Took him a long time to get up and really slow to get off. Um, but Trevor Lawrence is practicing again today, so uh, we'll see. Mm. Who do they He's play next? Tough dude. Huh? Who, who, who do they play next? The Jags. Uh. Let's see here. They got the Browns next. Okay, they should be able to win that game. game. The big game. They're on the, they're on the road. That's a big that's, that's a big game for them. They should be they should be able to win that game on the road. But at the same time, it's going to be super duper tough. Then they got the Ravens, Bucks, Panthers, Titans. So if they can get past these next two games of wins, um, <clears throat> they should be able to win out. All right, the dog's going bananas. Give me one second here, Tone. No problem. No problem at all. So yeah, like you know, I'm looking at. I'm looking at I'm looking at the way the the way the NFC the way AFC, the way the AFC is lined up, you guys. And um, this is going to be a hell of an end for the NFL season, right? You know, let's really go through this here. So we talked about Jacksonville; they came off of a devastating loss to the uh, to the Cincinnati Bengals that should have never happened in the first place. Um, on top of that, you got the Cleveland Browns who are seven and five. So this is a huge game, right? You know, can the Cleveland Browns beat the Jacksonville Jaguars? I don't think they can. Um, the Jaguars need they need they, if they, if they want to continue to have any hope for the number one seed, they need to find a way. They need to find a way to stay consistent and win out. Can they? Um, that remains to be seen. Can they beat the Browns? Can they can they beat the Ravens? That Ravens matchup and the Jaguars matchup is going to be huge, especially if the Jags can beat the Browns. That'll put them at eight and five. I'm sorry, that would put them at nine and four. Excuse me. And if they beat the Ravens, they can put them at. 10 and 4, and that will drop the Ravens maybe to um 9 and 4 or 9 and 5, depending on how the Ravens do in their next matchup because they have the Rams, they should beat them. So yeah, um I expect I expect the I expect the Ravens to beat the Rams in their in the upcoming matchup, and I expect the Jags to beat the Browns. So at that game, both teams, one is going to be nine and four with the Jaguars, and the Ravens are going to be 10 and 3. Can the Jaguars beat the Ravens, drop them? To ten and four, and they improve to ten and four. Then they're tied again. It's all it, it all it all it all truly remains to be seen. And then when you go to um, the NFC side, right? It's truly fascinating because sorry, um, buddy. No, you're all good. You're all good. I was pretty much going through the playoff um, picture, and um, it's, 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 I basically was saying with the Jaguars, um, their next two games are going to be crucial because I expect them to beat the Browns, right? Yes. And and, and, and the Ravens, they have the Rams next, right? And I expect yeah. them to be the Rams. So I expect the, the Ravens to be 10 and 3, and I expect the Jaguars to be 9 and 4 when they meet in the following week. It's going to be a huge matchup That's because if the, if the Jaguars yeah. beat the Ravens, they improve to 10 and 4, and the Ravens drop to 10 and 4. Okay. Um, and then the Ravens win, they would improve to um, 11 and 3. And then the Jaguars would drop to 9. And five, and then at that point, they have a stranglehold on the conference, at least over the Jaguars, and that still leaves the Dolphins and the Chiefs and what's coming up next for them. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, the Dolphins, they're they're remaining schedule. Titans, oh, this is going to be in, insane. The the Ravens have to play the Jaguars and 
the Dolphins in their final in, in the final Ooh. stretch of the season. Ooh. Can the Ravens beat the can, I'm sorry, can the Ravens beat the um Dolphins? And can they beat the Jaguars? Mm. That's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to see play out. And then the Chiefs, on the other hand, because they're in the thick of things too. The Chiefs have Bills, Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, Chargers. You know, the Bills, the- Patriots. Bengals, Raiders. Ra- Raiders, Chargers. That's a pretty favorable schedule. Yeah, it is. Um, they kind of control their own destiny here. They, If anything, they need to hope that the Dolphins, Ravens, and Jaguars beat up on each other so they can steal that number one seed. Right. That's, that's, the, most, that's the best they can hope for. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Um, all right, a couple other things uh, to update you on health-wise. So Dorian uh, Thompson-Robinson is out of concussion protocol. Browns haven't named a starter yet. It's either going to be him or Flacco. Um, Lamar Jackson back at practice for the Ravens. Odell Beckham Jr. has not, uh, is not at practice right now. Mm. Um, Mike McCarthy back at practice after the appendectomy. Prop, I give him props. That's, that's he had it, he had it done Wednesday and he's at practice today. That's uh, that's impressive. That's impressive. Um, elsewhere. Sean McDermott's job reportedly is safe. Uh, Let's see. Executives reporting from the Tyler Dunn story. That's the one I was referencing uh, regarding Bill's coach, Sean McDermott. This is from Pro Football Talk. Um, You know, for his bizarre attempt by McDermott to use 9-11 terrorists as an example of good teamwork. That's what the reference was. He he basically used Al-Qaeda as as using good good, uh, teamwork. Which, what is, the hell? which is beyond belief that, that anyone would do that, like beyond belief. But according to Tim uh, Graham of The Athletic, uh, citing four unnamed sources, McDermott's job is safe. Um, so anyway, he, he's he's in good shape there. We'll see, uh, man. We'll see. We've, yeah. we, we've seen stories come out and one thing happened. Uh, we've seen stories come out saying one thing and an entirely different thing happens. Yeah, so, I agree. That doesn't mean anything to me. We're going to find out soon enough. So apparently the Niners may be kicking the tires on Zach Ertz. I heard about that. Yeah. I heard about that. Well, he's from Northern California. He went to Stanford. John Lynch went to Stanford. Not they didn't they weren't there at the same time, obviously. Lynch is a lot older, but I wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise I would hate to see it. I'd hate to see him as a as a Niner, man. And I w- I wouldn't put it past him either. He things didn't really end well between him and Howie. So I wouldn't yeah. put it past him either. I, th- I think if the Eagles had interest, this would have already been done, don't you, by now? I think they were prioritizing the Shaq Leonard thing. And then if they got Zach Ertz, that would be a plus. But um, you might be right. So I think he ends up with the Ravens, though. I still think the Ravens. But the Ravens the other day were like – Harbaugh said we're fine with, at our tight end spot. I don't know. Okay. We'll I see. Know, I don't know, Maybe. man. I, I would – like to me, that makes too much sense. The Ravens, Just way too much sense. That might be the problem. <laughs> it makes too much sense. Yeah. yeah, like anything else. You think Mike Tomlin's safe? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I, I I tend to think he is too. You know what's so funny? We hear stories about Sean McDermott's job being in jeopardy, and you know, uh, any other coach. We've never heard a story about Mike Tomlin's job being in jeopardy, have we? No. Like a like a credible story. We've never heard one. Nothing. It's a no. reason for that. No. It's a reason for that. The Steelers don't move like that. Yeah. They know 
damn well they've kind of done him a disservice at the, at the quarterback position over the past several years. They held on to Big Ben way too long. Yep. They draft Kenny Pickett. You sign Mitchell Trubisky. They know they've done him a disservice at that position. Yeah. They yeah. If they get if they get competent quarterback play. We see how good they are without competent quarterback play. Imagine if they had a quarterback. It's true. I mean, they, they've had three head coaches since 1969. Think about that. 55, 54 years, they've had three head coaches. So exactly. exactly. They are not quick to do it. And, and, and Tomlin walked – or, um, excuse me, Cower walked away on his own. Exactly. So they, they, are, they are not quick to, to run, guys. That's for sure. All right, let's come back, Tone, and let's dig into the biggest games of the week. Uh, playoff implication games – rivalry games, big games. There's about six, six games that legitimately fall under that category. So we'll hit all those when we come back. We'll give our storylines and game predictions for the Eagles game as well. So you don't want to go anywhere. We roll into the final segment of the program. He's Tone to Shields. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Right back. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program assures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. 
You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. All right, last segment of the show. Let's hit some big games here, Tone, coming up this weekend. We'll save the best for last. Uh, Let's do it. To the Eagles and the Cowboys. All right, so a bunch to keep in mind here with playoff implications. Uh, I'm going to start with this one, Jags and the Browns, and you were were talking about, you know, these teams a little bit earlier, but uh, I'll give you some point spreads. You tell me what you think in this one. Cleveland's minus three. It's tough to gauge this one simply because of the quarterback situation. We don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to go. If he isn't, it'll be C.J. Beathard. We don't know who's playing for the Browns yet, be it uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson or uh, or Fl- Flacco or P.J. Walker's in the mix. Um, but if all things are equal and it's Flacco or Thompson-Robinson and the game's in Cleveland, I, th- I don't know, man. Jacksonville is coming off a tough loss at home to Cincinnati. I think this is a hard game to pick. I'd probably go Cleveland, though. How about you? Um, I'm going Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville, they they know they blew it last week. They know okay. they blew it, and they can't afford another loss. I think they understand what's at stake here. Um, I don't think – I think Cleveland has reached the end of their rope. Um, they, they, they've been fortunate, and their defense carried them pretty far. Um, I, think, I, think, I think this is where all that ends. Um, I'm, I'm rolling with Jacksonville in this matchup. They have okay. to get the game. That's why I'm rolling with them. Yeah, big game. So I probably should have started off giving you the standings here in the AFC. Um, so just to reiterate, Dolphins at nine and three, Ravens nine and three. The three seed is the Chiefs at eight and four, Jacksonville eight and four, and and Cleveland seven and five. So those two are right there on each other. After that is the Colts at seven and five, and the Texans at seven and five. Pittsburgh's now on the outside looking in at seven and six. Denver six and six and Cincinnati, you, six and Browns six. and Steelers. Huh? I spoke about this. The Browns and the Steelers—they're going to fall out. Yeah, they're going to yeah. bottom out. And Colts and Texans and Broncos are going to move up. Just watch. All right, I'm not totally writing the Bills off yet. No, 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 definitely not because I think they beat the Cowboys. So, yeah, no, oh. yeah, that one's going to be interesting. Uh, see what happens there. Uh, let's go, Bills Chiefs. Um, speaking of, oh, this game's this in Kansas game. City. But here's the thing, Tone, about this game. The Chiefs are only a one-point favorite at home against the 6-6 and Bills team. That is very strange. You're telling me they're not at least a field goal favorite over a a perennial underachieving Bills team this year? What was the spread when the Eagles played the Bills? What was the spread when the Eagles played the Bills? Didn't the Buffalo's, uh, what was it? Minus Eagles two were favored. Eagles, yeah, the what, Eagles what was, were favored. What was it, minus two and a half? It was something like yeah, that, Yeah, it was like right? two and a half or three. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, 
they the, the betters are looking at this Buffalo Bills team as a team that's always on the brink of popping one off. Um yeah. and they're due. So I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I think Buffalo beats Kansas City. Wow. I think Buffalo beats no. Kansas City. Remember, Buffalo's coming off a bye. Oh. They had some time to get some, they had some time to revisit. You know, they're 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 killing themselves over that Eagles loss. I think uh, I think Buffalo um, beats Kansas City. Okay, interesting. Um, I'm gonna take the Chiefs. Uh, I just don't. You know, they're Chiefs are also coming off right. They're coming off a loss to um, Packers. Packers. So yeah, that's a that's a big game for them as well. Um, certainly from standings, uh, if you look at the standings. But that that to me that line that's you know what that line when people say the line's telling you something that line is telling you to take Buffalo flat out. Telling you to take Buffalo. All right, I'm rolling, I'm rolling with Buffalo in that game. I, I got this feeling the, the Bills are just gonna. I, I I think the Bill, I think the Bills beat them by a touchdown. Okay, okay. All right. Well, this is one we're all going to be keeping a very close eye on. Uh, you got the Seahawks against the 49ers. Um, this game is in San Francisco. How about this point spread, Tone? Niners are 11 point favorites at home. Damn. Yeah, that they must either think Gino's that seems too good to be true, banged up or something. Yeah, like that's a lot, man. I'm not. I would grab if I was betting, I wouldn't touch that game, but mm. I would grab the points uh, with Seattle. But it it tells me Vegas thinks that that San Fran's going to keep rolling. Yeah, I think um I think San Fran wins the game, but that point spread just seems too astronomical. I yeah. guess when you beat the Eagles at home, forty two to you know. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, you know, people building their houses off our bones. So I get it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take San Fran in that game easily. Okay. All right. Um, Colts Bengals. Mm. Colts Bengals is right. That's an interesting one. That's a very interesting game. I like the Colts in that game. I like, I like what I see from Indianapolis. They're on a four game winning streak. They, beat the they are, the they are. But the, the only question is, have the Bengals discovered something with Jake Browning? Is there anything to that in your estimation? Hmm. He was pretty accurate last week. He did a he did a hell of a job winning that game. Uh, I'm I, I still I still like the Colts, man. I still like the Colts. I think I I, I think they figure something out, and you know. They're gonna. I mean, granted, they're on the road, but I, I like the Colts in that game. What's the uh, spread for that? The spread in that game is. Oh, here we go. Uh, Cincinnati minus two and a half at home. Really? So that's basically a pick. That's a pick. Yeah, kind I'm of game. rolling with the Colts in that game. I like the. I, I like the Colts in that situation more than I like the Bengals. Oh, man, it's tough. It's tough. I'm taking Cincinnati, I think. I think I'm taking Cincinnati because they're home. I, yeah. Slight lean. Slight lean to them. Okay. Yeah. Slight lean. Tough call. Um, all right. So a couple other couple other games to hit. Let's go. Let's go Bucks Falcons. I know it's not a great game on paper, but it's got a lot of uh meaning for the NFC South. This game's in Atlanta. Atlanta's a two and a half point favorite. Atlanta's six and six, and Tampa Bay's five and seven. I think the Bucks get them. 
Do you? Okay. I think the, I think the Bucks get him. I really I don't do. have a lot of trust in either team. Exactly. So at this <laughs> at at this point, you just pick whoever you just, you just pick your uh pick your poison. Yeah. I'm 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 rolling with the Bucks. Okay. Um. Let me see here, because the Bucks. What, what's the, what's going on? That's a tough. They coming off. They coming off of a win against the Panthers. They lost to the Niners and the Colts. Right. Um. Obviously. It's been tough for them. See, the hardest thing about the Bucks, it's been hard for them to string together. They haven't been able to string together wins. That's the hard yeah. part for them lately. They can't string them together. Yeah. Um, whereas the Falcons, on the other hand, um how about New Orleans, man? They've lost three straight and they're five and seven. That team right had now, hope this I didn't I never bought into them, but that like Gunner did. But I'm not I didn't I didn't buy into the Saints at all. No. Um Bucket uh, Bucket the Falcons, on the other hand, they're on a two game winning streak. Mm-hmm. See, I don't trust the uh, Atlanta quarterback. I trust I trust Baker Mayfield more so than I trust. Yeah, Ritter more. Than yeah, Ritter. and they barely beat him last time. The Falcons beat the Bucks. I, I'm with you. I, I like I like Tampa. I like Tampa in this game. Yeah, yeah, I like Tampa in that spot. All right. Yeah. Uh, the, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The rest of the card is not great. Uh, one thing that is an interesting twist this week is you know we have a Monday night doubleheader. I just realized that I'm taking the road teams a lot so far. We we got Titans Dolphins in the at, at, in one of them. They're both at the same time. Titans Dolphins and then Packers Giants. Wow. Uh, I like the Packers big time in the Giants game. Packers yeah, are minus six and a half. I, I really like Packers. Like I like Miami. I've taken yeah. mainly. The, I, I, listen, I never I didn't even realize it. I've taken all the road teams except for Miami versus Tennessee. I think Miami crushes Tennessee. I but, do too. But Green, I got Green Bay beating New York. I got Buffalo beating Kansas City on the road. I got uh, well, no, well, San Fran obviously is going to beat Seattle, so I guess not. So I've taken, I got, I got Tampa Bay beating Atlanta on the road. I got, I got Indianapolis beating Cincinnati on the road. I got Jacksonville beating Cleveland on the road as well. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, I think this might sound crazy. I think Carolina beats New Orleans on the road. Mm, mm. I think Houston Carolina beats, beats New Orleans. I think Houston beats New York on the road. Wow. Um, Baltimore beats the Rams. Minnesota beats Vegas on the road. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And I think Denver beats the Chargers on the road. I like Houston. I, I like Houston I, a lot. I, and it's more of a bet against the Jets. You know, and I think Houston's playing really well, but it's a tough spot to go on the road against that defense. But I think the Jets' offense is just so putrid. The offense is going to give the Texans so many opportunities. It's going to be ridiculous. I'll tell you another game that's interesting um, on one side of this thing. Like I, I don't think the Raiders are going anywhere, but Minnesota is still in the playoffs right now. If, if, the, if the season ended right now, they're six and six. That game's that's, in that's Vegas. Very true. Minus, Minnesota's minus three. What do you think in that one? I like Minnesota over the Raiders. Yeah, I like Minnesota in that game. Um, Vegas, they're on a two-game losing streak. Um, I mean. Obviously, they lost up against they lost against better opponents, Dolphins and Chiefs. I mean, we expect them to lose those games. Um, but I, I I like the Vikings in that game. I do. Rams, Ravens, Ravens for sure. Yeah, Ravens for sure. Now, yeah. I ha- I haven't really been a fan of the way the Ravens have looked as of late. Um, where are they? Let me see. Ravens, where are you? Where the hell are you on the schedule? Wow. Nine. They're 
what were you talking about what they have left? Here it is. All right, there it is. Okay, Ravens. So um I didn't really like how they looked against the Chargers. I didn't. Um, but I think they also had didn't aren't they coming off a bye? Yes. Oh, okay. So that's good for them then. Okay. So all right, yeah. I definitely I definitely like the Ravens in that game. Um, so hopefully that bye allowed them to reassess because their final four game stretch is going to be tough. Jags, Niners, Dolphins, Steelers. Right. I understand Trubisky's the quarterback, but the Steelers and the Ravens, they just find a way to make it ugly for each other. So, um, yeah, the Ravens, I have a hard time. It's going to be hard, man. This is going to be hard for them. I don't think they get the number one seed with this remaining schedule. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I want to circle back to that Steelers game last night. So, Minka Fitzpatrick uh, unloaded on the team afterwards. Um, he said, uh, in order to see the fruit, You've got to toil for it. I think too many people don't mm. want to toil for it. They just want to walk out there and think they're going to make plays and think they're going to perform at a high level. I think we need to have more people who want to work for it, not expect it to be handed to them. This is the NFL. Nothing's handed to you. You got to learn. You got to earn everything. I think the dudes just think that because they're wearing black and gold, they're going to win games. I think we need to check the mentality and make people realize that you got to earn the mentality and then go out there and earn every single blade of grass, every single splash play, every single rep uh, that they get out there. They got to earn it. He told you don't to these young usually guys. hear that with a Tomlin team. He's yeah, talking to these young guys. Fun. I know yeah. he is. He's talking to these young guys, and I'm glad he said it because what we saw from Deontay Johnson was a clear yeah. um, example of what he's talking about. I'm, I'm, I have no problem with Mika Fitzpatrick, a guy who's played the game at a high level. I think he's been, I think Mika Fitzpatrick is an all pro, right? Yep. Um, I have no problem with him saying it. Um, he's pretty much just been saying what, what, what we've all been thinking about the um, Steelers as a fleet. It seems like um, they have a hard time. Um, they have, they've been having a hard time with these young guys thinking they're thinking they're owed something. You know, right. uh, George Pickens had a blow up earlier in the year. Nancy Johnson with not, you know, throwing his body around for the fumble. Um, there's just been, there's just, just, it's really, I'm telling you, like, I really think it's, he's talking about the, the, the young guys on offense. I really believe that. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Because the, the defense is carrying their weight. Let's, let's, yeah. let's really, let's really, let's really examine this, right? Because the Steelers, you know, as bad as, as even though they were seven and five, right? Um, seven they lost six. New England. Seven, seven and six. six they lost in New England, right? Let's really, right. let's really go through this, right? Against the Patriots, they only gave up twenty-one points. That's not the, that's that's not the worst in the world, right? Against the, against the Cardinals, they lost to them. Gave up twenty-four points, still not insurmountable. The Bengals only gave up ten points and they won that game. Um, against the Browns, only gave up thirteen points and they lost that game. Against the Packers, only gave up nineteen points, they won. Against the Titans, only gave up sixteen points, they won. Against the Jaguars, only gave up 20 points and they lost. Rams only gave up 24. I'm sorry, they gave only gave up 17. They won that game. They beat the Ravens, only giving up 10. Um, they got crushed by the Texans, obviously. Um, Raiders beat them, gave up 18. Browns beat them, gave up 22, and they got crushed in, against the Niners. So you can really look at their schedule and say they only got crushed in two games, and that's because their defense is keeping them in situations. Their mm-hmm. offense has to step up and do a better job. It's just that simple for me. So I think he's definitely talking about um i think he's definitely talking about um you know the, the offensive guys more than anything yeah i mean look I, it's become pretty like they I, they were saying on the broadcast last night um 
Michaels and Herb Street that the the toughest part about this season is you still don't know if Kenny Pickett's the man. I think we kind of know he's not. Yeah, I know. He strikes me as a backup. Listen, if, if listen, if they're quick to say Jalen Hurts ain't the man, I know Kenny Pickett ain't the man. Yeah, it's just that simple. Kenny Pickett is not the guy. It's clear. He can't even get. He, does he even have ten touchdowns on the season? Let's, let's, well, the thought. Well, I mean, remember the thought when they fired their their OC was, oh, this is going to change everything. Kenny Pickett has six passing touchdowns, yeah, and four interceptions, and one rushing. Kenny Pickett has seven touchdowns on the season, and four interceptions. Mm. What the hell are we talking about? Is he the man or not? <laughs> is he the man or not? <laughs> He has 2,000 passing yards, completing 62% of his passes. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Is he the man or not? Yeah, no. Stop it. Stop Stop uh, covering for this dude. I know. Let's get it back to the Eagles here. Uh, So uh, let me look at that. That spread hasn't really moved much. I think it was three and a half last time I checked. The Cowboys were three and a half point favorites uh in uh in the game but let me just double check to see if it hasn't changed for sunday night yeah cowboys are three and a half okay so let, throw to me throw at me um three keys for you from the eagles to win this game mm. i think they need to win the, I, I think they i think they need to win the battle at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball i understand that they've been putting a lot of pressure on this defensive line um to win but i think this is a game where they have to win um they, they had they had to they had to find a way to disrupt what Dak Prescott's doing. He's playing in rhythm. He's comfortable. He, it doesn't matter what's going on in front of him. He's he's so comfortable right now. They got to find a way to disrupt that. Um, and like I said, the, the other side for the offensive line, they got you know they got to win their they got to win their jobs as well. Michael Parsons, Demarcus, um, Demarcus Lawrence, and you know those D tackles, you know they're playing well this season. So I think I think key number one, win at the win in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Uh, key number two. Establish a running attack. Mm-hmm. Establish it. Not just run the ball when you feel it. Establish a, a pliable running attack. And key number three, defense. Get off the field on third down and offense. Win on third down. Mm-hmm. This game will be won and lost on third down. I will take it a step further and say, this game is one and loss on first down for the offense and is one and loss on third down for the defense. The Eagles have been terrible on first down no over question. the past several weeks. Terrible. Either they've been either they've been um second and long or second and nine, um, which turns into a third and seven or third and lo- third and long, whatever it may be. The bottom line is offense needs to win first down, defense needs to win third down. So those are my keys. When it went when in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Um, establish establish a running game, and offense went on first down. Defense went on third down. All right, uh, good, all good. Um, my first one would be faster starts. Um, you, 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 there, you can't have six or seven points again at halftime. You know, I mean, this has been three straight games now, and you're playing another good team with firepower again. You got to start faster. It can't be. Uh, red zone field goals. It, it can't be any of that. You have to score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Start quicker offensively. Um, you you hit on one. Defense has got to get off the field on third down. I mean, the, the, you, this is just ridiculous at, at this rate. 
you, while you have issues on defense, you shouldn't be the last or in, in the bottom three or five in that category uh, under any circumstance. So whatever has to be adjusted or tightened up or whatever, like, let's go. Uh, because you're, you're, you're killing your defense. They're on the field constantly, and you're not letting your offense get on the field to do their thing. So start fast, third down defense. Um, if I had to go with a third one, it would be easy. It's easy. The defense is not good enough. No defenses, but especially this one with the, with the coverage weaknesses that they have. Your defensive line can't just have good pressure numbers because Eagles have good pressure numbers. They have to have sacks. You got to get sacks. Mm-hmm. We talked about this earlier. I think they have to be in the four or five sack range because you can't let Dak, Dak get um, comfortable. I know he's had a really good year, but when you start to get in his grill, he will start to force things downfield. And that's where the old bad Dak habits creep in. And that's how you can win this football game with a one key turnover might be all you need or one really good field position. Uh, you know, situation for the Eagles offense, whatever. If you're, if, if the sweats of the world and the Reddicks of the world and the Brandon Grahams of the world and Fletcher Cox and those guys, you know, what's like a little bit of an issue here, Tone, too, as you think about it. Mm-hmm. You have Reddick, you have sweat, you have Brandon Graham, but really like you fall off a cliff after that with, with edge guys who can get to the quarterback. Yeah. Um, we're not getting enough or he's not getting enough opportunities. Um, we're not getting enough from Nolan Smith. Um, he's falling, he's falling off the radar. Um, the reality is he was a first round pick. I think he was pick number 30 or 31. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I, because they took one, they took one of those picks from Miami. So I think he was 31. Yep. Um, nonetheless, um, they need to find a way to get Nolan Smith on the field and he needs to win his, uh, he, he needs to win his matchups more. Yep. Um, I don't know what they're not seeing. I don't know what they are seeing when it comes to him. I don't know if he's not picking up, picking up the defense. I don't know. Uh, at this point he should, um, we need to see more from Nolan Smith. He needs to win his battles. Um, it's just that simple for me. Yep. I like Greg's. He says, win the time of possession, win the turnover battle, win the trenches. Turnovers mm. have been such a big problem for this team, um, you know, in terms of takeaways. They have the second fewest interceptions. They're not taking the ball away at, at, a, at a good rate. And this is kind of where you miss, um, you know, CJGJ had six picks for you last year. So keep Slay, yeah, Dank, yeah, keep Slay on, uh, on Lamb the whole game. Yeah, look, if it's working, I'm not changing it up. If that's what you had decided to do earlier, I'd be fine with that. Um, needs to take what he sees. I agree with that, too. Like, if, if you're designing plays, as much as we've gotten on Brian Johnson and Nick and whomever, if you're designing plays and dudes are open, sorry, man. Even if it's not A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith, you have got to pull the trigger on it. Oh, by the way, speaking of this, need to keep the uh, need the energy up for, for sure. Friday of an Eagles week, sending love as always uh, from Boise. So thanks, Dylan. What what I'm uh, what I've been hearing tone from folks is this is going to be a major Eagles takeover kind of game in terms of the crowd. Like yesterday and today, tons of Eagles fans headed to Dallas. Apparently, yeah, I heard about that, man. I heard it's been insane. Yeah. Um. So we'll see, man. The bottom line is the Eagles still got to do their job on the field. And, all right, give me uh, give me uh, give me your storyline and, and and final prediction. All right, let's do it. So, um, I got the Philadelphia Eagles winning this game, thirty-four to thirty. Thirty-four. Uh, I, th- I think I think Hertz is going to have three TDs, two passing, one rushing, and I think DeAndre Swift gets in for a touchdown as well. 
So, um, and Jake Elliott has two field goals. That's your 34 points right there. Mm-hmm. Um, 28 by way of a touchdown and uh, six by way of two field goals. Okay. So that's 34. Um, as far as the Cowboys go, I think Dak has three TDs, three passing TDs. Um, he's going to be he's, he's going to be accurate. He's going to be efficient, but I think he only puts up uh, three um, three passing TDs, and they're going to and they're going to have to kick the ball uh, three times for three field goals. That gets them 30 points. Um, I I, I just think that they're going to have some issues um, converting in the red zone. And again, that's not saying they're going to have terrible games, but I just think the Eagles are going to find a way to get them off the field in the red zone and, and limit them to um, three field goals. So uh, I guess that I guess that would say that I guess that would imply that the Cowboys are going to go three for six in the red zone, um, depending on how they score. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I got Eagles winning this game 34 30. Okay. Um, hope I'm wrong. 37-31 Cowboys. 37-31 Cowboys? I hope I'm wrong. I, I think, like I said, I've been saying all show and all week, I think the Eagles offense shows up big. I think they play way better. I think Jalen is going to play way better. I think they will get Swift involved. I think the usual suspects, Devontae, AJ, I think Goddard will be involved. I think the, the, the offense is going to do their thing. I think they're going to have a tough time stopping the Cowboys. Um, I think CD could have another big game like he had here at the link. Um, I think Jake Ferguson is going to be a problem on third downs, third and shorts, third and manageables uh, for them. Uh, I don't worry as much about Pollard, but their running game's okay. It's not terrible. Um, but I just think it's going to be a back and forth kind of game. And I think the Cowboys might get a late one that ends up being the game winner. And I hope, again, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Um, I really do. And I, I, you know, I said the same thing last week. I, I thought, I thought the Niners would win. I thought it was going to be close. I think this one will legitimately be close, but I think the Eagles just come just short uh, in this one. So it should be fun either way. Yeah, I, th- I think your um your reasoning is very um is very uh, spot on. I think I think Ferguson is going to be an issue um on third down situations for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, you know, we just see the outcome a little differently. But that's about it. That's fine though. The, the fact of the matter fun, is, man. It, it's yes, all fun. It's, It'll be Sunday yeah. night, and we'll be we'll be rehashing all of it Monday morning. That much we know. That's for sure. All right, listen, everybody in the chat, thank you. Everybody listening, every streaming, thank you. You guys have a great weekend. Uh, don't go anywhere. Uh, Tone and uh, and Dan Cilio will be holding it down with the National Football Show coming your way next. So everybody stay tuned for that. Don't go anywhere. And we will see you on Monday, same time, same channel. For Tone, I'm Rob. We're Sports Take. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend.